You know, at this point, you might as well watch the Kardashians. It's less harmful. Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. It's Thursday, September 23rd, 2010. Time for your Gitmo Nation media assassination episode 237. This is No Agenda. With my D-Space glasses firmly in place here at the Hilltop Watchtower Crackpot Command Center in Gitmo Nation West in the People's Republic of Southern California in the morning. I'm Adam Curry. And uh, from uh, northern Silicon Valley, following the autumnal equinox, I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill in the morning. The autumnal equinox, you say? Last night. Yeah. But what is that? Is that any good? When, it's when, the, uh, when the world shifts to autumn. Oh, that's right. Oh, happy happy We're fall. We're Stonehenge. It would have marked a, a celebration <laughs> and probably an orgy. Yay! You can't get to Stonehenge anymore. There's a fence around yeah, it Yeah, you know, when I was a kid... Yeah, I, I sat on the stones at Stonehenge. I sat on the stones. Yeah, you can't sit there. They got a fence around it now because it's like, you know, maybe the, the magical rub off on the slaves. Yeah, no, I remember sitting on the stones. The place was empty, you know, but I mean, people would go there, but it was just, you know, people would, I don't know. It druids, wasn't a, druids and other folks druids like would that. Go and there's a bunch of cows. <laughs> yeah, yeah I around. remember that too. Hey, in the morning to everybody, uh, all ships at sea, and of course, our human resources in the chat room. Hope you're all nice and charged up and you've taken your meds. Your government needs you. Yeah, talking about government needs you. My God, I've been spending too much time this week on uh, <laughs> I know analyzing the new fall schedule. <laughs> <coughs> That's right. People over fifty are the only ones watching TV. So, huh? Yeah. Uh, there's a lot going on though, John. I got some good stuff. I've actually done some uh, some dot connecting and some. A real media assassination that I'm quite proud of. But first, I want you to know that two and a half years ago, when we started this show, was two and a half years ago today. JCD bought the band to play. Um, I was uh, propagating the buy gold now meme. At the time, gold was, what, about $850 an ounce, I think? Mm. Maybe a little Getting more. Getting around. Yeah. Uh, we'll probably hit thirteen hundred today. It could with uh, with and I will predict. Get out the prediction book, John. Well, your last prediction was what fifteen hundred by the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's going to happen. This <laughs> is just it's unbelievable. It I, is I, unbelievable. Wondering how long it's well, you know. Well, yeah. I'm not going to comment on this. You're not down with it. No, I'm not really. I think because uh, you know you've been is. saying this for two and a half years, and you know it's been going up and up and up every single time. So no, I've never <clears> been. I've, no, I'm just. I'm only not down with the fifteen hundred or the three thousand or the five thousand that some other people are predicting. No, I think that the if if you take everything into account, it's actually probably right now the real value is probably closer to five thousand an ounce, and we could see eleven thousand if everything falls apart. Well, I don't know. That's just me. I don't know. That's only because it's an artificial construct. Gold has no in, in, intrinsic value. Yeah, okay, John, it's fine. Except industrial use. Yeah, 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 it's fine. And for teeth. It's good for teeth. It's, all, it's good for uh, jewelry. <laughs> 
no intrinsic value, I tell you. That's, somehow it's always kind of been you. I mean, you know, people have used sticks for money. People have used yeah, salt used for money. Yeah, was a big deal yeah, for Seeds, all kinds of stuff has been used seeds. for money. Yeah. That'll be, again, that will return. I'm convinced. I, of this. Well, I, I got my heirloom seeds. You know I do. There's a place up in uh, Petaluma, as a matter of fact, called the Seed Bank. Yeah. And they sell only heirloom seeds, and they're making more money on these seeds. I think if you actually weighed the seeds they're selling for the prices they're it's selling, it's worth it for, more than their weight in gold. I tell you, I, just totally, <laughs> absolutely worth more than the weight in gold. I've re- I read two books, John, which I want to propagate. So noagendabookclub.com, alert, alert, and all the other website folks who tracks this stuff. I read two books in a row. Uh, I think one of our producers recommended it to me uh, to us, both by Daniel Suarez. And you have to read them in order. The first one is Demon, or as us old school Unix folks would say, Damon, spelled D-A-E-M-O-N. And the follow-up to that, which you really have to read right after it, is Freedom. Have you read either of these books, John? No. This, I would have to say, is the modern-day version of Atlas Shrugged. It has nothing to do with the, with the vibe of uh, you know, objectivism, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, but it it is so incredibly right on the money uh and this guy research you know he even uh thanks like uh tony perkins is it tony perkins uh no john perkins uh confessions of economic hitman um he he really got all of his information from the kind of the same sources that that we have garnered a lot of info from and the whole idea is that this crazy um game developer matthew sobol who who dies who was already dead when the when the first book starts created a uh, a demon uh to take over the world and uh and it's kind of based on gameplay like a world of warcraft and everyone walks around with these glasses on and they have d space so it's kind of augmented reality with stuff overlaid but it, it's like this huge kind of worm this virus that takes over all corporations and starts running the world in a really interesting manner and it's it's fascinating and and when you look at the news today it might have already happened it might be real it might not be a work of fiction when you see the things that are taking place it's just really 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 good so i take it you like the book oh man just loving it loving it you should read them john i think you'd like it and all the the technical stuff is correct and it's good when you're done send me the copies i got them on my iBook. i didn't i didn't get uh hard copies i I purchased them on in iBooks from uh through on my there's not gonna be any record in the historic doc in the in the archaeological dig that I've, you've ever read these books, I've, except for this show, if somebody manages to keep a, a, a transcript. I shall order them. I've put links uh, to the hard uh, copy books in uh, the show notes at noagendashow.com. And actually, hey, there it is. It's the 9-11, right on time. So, on, so kind of on the heels of this, in the cyber wars that we're tracking, John, I'm sure you've heard of the Stuxnet worm? Uh, No. Really? Oh, this yeah, is really. oh, this is great. This is I great. I haven't heard of the Stuxnet worm. <laughs> oh, this is fantastic, and this goes right along with the book. This is why I'm tripping out over him. The Stuxnet worm. This is from uh, uh, Bruce Schreiner. Schneiner. Schneier. What is his name? Schneier. He's a real security guy, right? Uh, as far as I remember, Bruce. Bruce Schneier. There you go. The Bruce, we call it. The Bruce. The Stuxnet worm is a, quote, groundbreaking piece of malware so devious in its use of unpatched vulnerabilities, so sophisticated in its multi-pronged approach that the security researchers who tore it apart believe it may be the work of state-backed professionals. 
And this thing is uh, here. By August, researchers had found something disturbing. Stuxnet, which is a great name, appeared to be able to take control of the automated factory control systems it had infected and do whatever it was programmed to do with them. That was mischievous and dangerous, but it gets worse. Since reverse engineering chunks of Stuxnet's massive code, which I'm sure will be distributed, we just haven't heard that yet, Senior U.S. cybersecurity experts confirmed that Mr. Langer, the German researcher, told the Monitor, Stuxnet is essentially a precision military-grade cyber missile deployed early last year to seek out and destroy one real-world target of high importance, a target still unknown. The article uh, speculates that the target is Iran's Bushehr nuclear power plant. This has false flag written all over it, doesn't what it? What a bunch of bull crap. But for, for, but, but for the Bruce to, to propagate this, this is a big deal. I can't believe that you haven't read about this. This is every, everyone's no, talking about this it's thing. For some unknown reason, it's Stuxnet, S-T-U-X-N-E-T. You know, and of course, this comes out right about the time that the EU has presented the Internet Governance Forum. They did that in Lithuania last week, uh, where they outlined the 12 principles of Internet governance. It's a total takedown of the Internet. This Stuxnet thing is like, oh, it, it just, let's just call it the demon. Or what do they call it in the book? They call it, uh, I guess they do call it the demon. Don't start referring to the book info until people get a chance to read it. Most people have read Atlas Shrugged. Uh, I tell you that a lot of people have already read uh, this, because it's not brand new. Stuxnet sting. <laughs> I mean, it, it has... It, so this has been around since July or earlier. Yeah, but, but now everyone's saying, oh, it's, uh, it's going to mess up Iran's nuclear facility. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Holy crap, and... <laughs> The Iran nuke, uh, nuclear facility just blew up. Yeah, I mean, how how can you trust the Bruce if he's propagating this stuff? I never met the guy. But is, isn't he on uh, the Twit? Isn't he on Leo's network? Maybe I'm wrong. I'm thinking of somebody else. Uh, Microsoft missed the 2009 published article on the Stuxnet attack. 2009, we're going back. See, even the Microsofters didn't know about this. Yeah, well, I think it, it attacks... Um I think it attacks uh, mainframe type computers and not uh, not like Windows machines. Everything's a Windows machine. <laughs> Consider the following. What's this? Digitalbomb.com. Uh, the Boucher plant has been delayed from its schedule August commissioning due to, quote, severe hot weather. Mm, yes, very fishy. Um, oh, here it is. It's uh, Siemens PLCs are used, and that's apparently what it's... Uh, what is a PLC? I don't know. It's some kind of computer, some kind of Siemens computer. So Siemens apparently is going to get out of the game, uh, or Siemens, as it should be pronounced. Out of the game of what, computers? Yeah, data. Hmm. And just, They're going to stick to high-speed yeah, rail trains, or something. Just I have keep, no it all, keep it all in the trains. It should I just, be pronounced I, Siemens. Siemens? I like Siemens better, but then again, I would. Apparently, this thing, it looks like this Stuxnet will affect the Microsoft Windows print spooler, too. (laughs) Oh, no, my printer's gone crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Program logic controller. That's a PLC. Thank you, chat room. Anyway, so uh, either uh, this is the demon 
taking over the world, the, or it's a complete false flag to take down the internet and shut us all up, sleeves. Here's the best uh, headline for the thing from Fergal Ladley. Ladley. It sucks to be you. <laughs> and how do they come up with this name? No one, no one has given us the etymology of the name, which I really well, want. Well, you know, these names are generally uh, uh, designated by the people who discover the virus in the wild, like like stars. I mean, it's like, it's like, this, it's like <laughs> finding a new star. You get to name <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, 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 that's great. And every so often, <laughs> when the when two or three of these antivirus companies discover the thing around the same time, they all kind of want to name it themselves. And uh, so that you have these contradictory names in you know the same exact virus, I get the feeling that uh, this one was named by Symantec, mainly because of the way the articles are are falling oh, out here okay. on the right. search. Right. So Symantec. So uh, we're long on Symantec. Then I guess we got to buy some stock. Well, let's take a look. Are they ticking up? This is what we do here, folks. For the and we do have some uh, newbies in the chat room in the morning to y'all. Uh, some fresh meat, as it were. This is what we do. We pull apart the media. We help you understand the world around you. We are your descape uh, glasses. Uh, you just put the show on, and all of a sudden, everything becomes crystal clear to you. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> totally beautiful. We just sit here goofing around. Uh, where the hell is the stock here? Come on. Uh, one more second. Yeah, one. You done? We got to get oh, to I, some uh, producers, man. Maybe because if I learn how to spell Symantec. Well, it's yeah. 14 bucks a share at the moment, and uh, with a range of... It hasn't done much. It's been dropping. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. That's time. Yeah, time to, time to get in there. Time it actually in. bounced back up around uh, the 1st of September or so, and it went from like uh, 12 and a half to 15. So well, maybe there's something up with the well, Stuxnet thing. Yeah, keep your eye on we the We found Stuxnet. a solution. Yes. That'll <laughs> this, be the announcement. This, yeah. Hey, we got some producers this week. Good. I guess we had a good show last week. People liked it, right? Uh, no, everybody says you guys suck, so here's some money. Maybe you can improve. Okay, good. Thank you. <laughs> really helps. <laughs> Uh, Paul Couture, of course, uh, came in with some uh, donations from the second generation uh, coins. Well, this is no, this is a little different. Yeah, well, in this case, apparently today is his wedding anniversary. Yes, Dame Adri- uh, Adriana K. Kane, although she will be a dame been given today. The, the Damehood, mm-hmm. and uh, he's driving back from Drupal Camp. I, I, you know, I have to ask him because I've always wondered. And, and I've and I've this has been open to debate. Is it Drupal or Drupal? I think it's Drupal. I always call it Drupal. I think it's Drupal. Can I just read that note because I really love the note yeah, that he it. sent to us. So he says uh, this is for um, soon to be Dame Adriana K. Kane Couture's Damehood today, September twenty third, is our wedding anniversary. And driving back from Drupal Camp listening to the show, she seemed awful eager to kneel before you two as you whipped out your swords. Not sure how I should feel about that, but what she wants, she gets. Could you at least remind her that her husband, Sir Paul, loves her very much in the morning? Well, of course, Sir Paul, Lord of the Rings, uh, we expected no less. And he does have a coin update for the uh, uh, the 42 10, 10, 10 coin uh, as of 3 a.m. Central Time, 472 of the 500 coins have been sold. And, uh, and and by the way, he has a challenge for us, John, to pronounce pronounce uh, Adriana's real full name. 
In other words, what does the K stand for? Well, no, I guess she's um, uh, she's American Indian. So her full name is Winsicala Wadaduga Adriana K. Kane Couture. Well, you just did it. Yeah, pretty good. Huh? Or as he says, Polly Wally Doodle All Day Couture. All right. <laughs> well, congratulations, guys, on your uh, wedding anniversary. I'm sure, yeah, happy I'm, wedding anniversary. I'm sure the dame is uh, just chaffed, chuffed by now. He never told us what the number of years were. We could have sent him a gift reflecting that type of anniversary it was. Yeah, we could have. Could have been anything. Could have been gold. <laughs> that would be 50. I'd, somehow I doubt Paul Couture has been married <laughs> for 50 years. I thought gold was, was five. No, man. No. Gold is 50. It 25 is silver. 12 and a half is plastic. And uh, <laughs> plastic. How, did, how far back in history does that go? <laughs> All right. So we appreciate, of course, Sir Paul Couture, Lord of the Rings, who has uh, bestowed damehood on his bride. Uh, we shall uh, dame her later. Who else do we have on the list? We have uh, Mitch uh, Bidron, who is in Long Beach, California. John Adam, first of all, is des- desperate, desperate, he says. Need of a de-douching. Might as well do that right off the bat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've been de-douched. Been listening for a long time and never donated other than the 101010 coin. Also, I need some karmic assistance. So we can put the vibe out. My wife has been sick for 18 months, oh, which is why he gave us uh, which is 540 days, and he donated $540. We're looking for any help we can get. It's not fun to watch my beautiful human resource suffer. Uh, that's Jill, by the way, and uh, we wish her uh, all kinds of karma. She has. He doesn't go into any details. No, all kinds of karma, and I know that uh, the rest of the human resources will be wishing her good karma as well, and we're hoping for a change there. Uh, Larry Lee uh, in Granite Shoals, Texas, uh, 33333. I'm a big fan, regular listener of X Radio on Lake LBJ, uh, which I suspect is one of those pirate radio stations you mentioned on No Agenda. Must be. Hope so. Uh, Although you never know. If a commercial station plays our show, we don't care. Nope. I need something to add to my resume, which means he's an executive producer, and good karma as well. And then a new, uh, another new knight, Timothy Cavanaugh yep. from Lawton, Michigan, 333333. Hey, John and Adam. Final installment towards knighthood. Also, like to congratulate Charlie McKinney and Valerie Williams on the birth of their first slave. <laughs> <laughs> We've got another one. <laughs> Alden McKinney, slave Alden, as it were. Is it Alden or Aiden? I think it's Aiden. I think it's Aiden. Aiden? Oh, Aiden, yeah. yeah. Aiden. Yeah. Uh, or it could be Aiden. Uh, even though his parents claim he was born in the evening, could you uh, throw out an in the morning to him? In the morning. Hello, slave. Welcome you to the world. We throw out an in the morning to anybody who wants one. Hell yeah. And uh, who else do we have? Oh. We got a couple of associates. Okay. Cole Candler in Lynchburg, Virginia. Uh, very famous town. Uh, Why is it 250? famous? Why is it famous? I, f- I forgot. There's some reason. It's okay. got a school or something. I don't know. <laughs> it just keeps coming up in the conversation. Uh huh. This is uh, not Greg. This is Rory. This next one. And Rory, yes. Yeah. Rapid City, South Dakota, 225. Uh, this is Rory Stone, Rapid City, South Dakota. Gentleman, it's been too long coming. I've met his. Well, wait a minute. This, this is from last week. Yeah, how did this get in here? Yeah, Eric sent me a note. This is from last oh. week. Does he have anything right. to promote, though? At the, at the uh, bottom this, there? Yeah, did he want something? Uh, he's got... Uh, 
take a look on that. DakotaBisonFurniture.com. That's his family's business. Handmade buffalo oh, yeah, leather that's what he furniture. Didn't yeah. Uh, Dakota Bison Furniture. Apparently, he makes a handmade buffalo leather stuff, including iPad cases. Yeah, I, I need to get me one of those. They look beautiful. And it's it's just kind of cool. What's that? It's buffalo. It's buffalo. It's buffalo, dude. baby. We don't Mainly mess around. because I was buffaloed into buying one of these suckers. <laughs> don't say that. Yeah. It's from it's our night, man. It's from one of our nights. It's a night. That's fine. He's a good night. I'm glad that he's 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 deconstructed the whole Apple model. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Alan, and then we have one more? Uh not on my list. Do you have one? Uh, don't we have what's Alan Cavito the 3rd? No, he's not at the $200 level where it begins associate executives. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know there was a level. I never pay attention to that. You always it's handle on the, It's stuff. on the website. It's pretty oh, clear. True? Oops. We've only been doing this for two and a half years. <laughs> what the hell do I know? Okay, before we continue, I do have a couple of PR shout-outs, some very interesting ones. First of all, we had a nice little write-up, John, on the Spy Report. Are you familiar with this website, mediaspy.org? I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. I didn't know we were mentioned. Yeah, so this is uh, out today. Over the past, and this is what I like about it because it's about our model. This is really nice. Um why the future of media has no agenda. Great headline. Over the past few months, I've become an avid listener of the No Agenda podcast, not just for the scintillating, no, scintillating repartee between the hosts, but as a bit of a look into the future of the new media industry, and in particular, how content will be funded and promoted. Listen up, everybody. This is working. For those of you who do not know what No Agenda is all about, it's a bi-weekly two-hour podcast presented by XMTV personality and tech entrepreneur Adam Curry and veteran technologist John C. Dvorak. Focusing on issues generally not covered by the mainstream media from a largely independent libertarian perspective. Well, that's not entirely true, but... Now, I don't agree with a lot of what they say. I love it how people always do that. Yeah, yeah, I don't agree with everything they say. Especially... (laughs) Why would anyone agree with anything you said? It's a redundancy. (laughs) That's the whole point. Especially the New World Order argument. Okay, slave. But it certainly provides a different angle on many of the ongoing news stories and forthcoming technologies, which is what any media player in any form should be doing. Now, but the more interesting side of the show comes from how the show is funded and promoted. Crackpot and the buzzkill, as the jingle goes, promote the concept of open source media. That is, they allow fans, well, we call them producers, but close enough, to take the show and do what they want with it, all with the aim of giving the show exposure in the wider online world and in order to keep the show independent from commercial influences. The show carries no advertising aside from the various fundraising initiatives, such as subscriptions of various amounts from $5 a month to $1,000 knighthoods and related merchandise, including coins and medallions. While many of the old media revert, reverts to paywalls and litigation to secure diminishing revenue streams, this venture might prove to be an example of how to do things right in the new media world. In the morning to you all. <laughs> Well, there's a guy who gets it. Yeah, who wrote this? Uh, Big Dan. Big Dan wrote it. Sounds like he sounds like a shill for us, doesn't he? <laughs> Big Dan. All right, nice though. I really appreciate that. That's a, that's a nice little shout out. Then we have noagendadice.com, which is a brand new initiative. Speaking of fantastic products, and these are beautiful. Yeah, they do look good. They on the the one. It's got noagendashow.com in the morning, and on the uh, six, where the six would be, there's a no agenda. That's kind of our media assassination logo. It's just beautiful, so you can check those out. And, of course, that link goes into the show notes at noagendashow.com. Um, Craig, human resource Craig, says that uh, he's working on this, uh, working with the site called GetGlue, getglue.com, 
apparently um, these glue stickers are a big hit. Everyone from HBO to Showtime to, uh-oh, NPR and Nova are sponsoring stickers. And he talked to the VP of Business Development, and apparently they're going to uh, set up some uh, no agenda, get glue stickers for free for us. Um, and I'm not quite sure what this is, but apparently these get glue stickers are a big deal. So I'm we'll, not. I'm not familiar with. I mean, how's that different than no agenda I, stickers? I have no idea. I, I have no idea. You know what it is? I, I'm not, I don't have an idea either. So, and I don't like doing this, but I'm going to just mouth off thinking what it might be. Because it sounds like what it might be. Mm-hmm. You know, over the years, and the reason that we're doing noagendastickers.com is that uh, underground bands and other kind of sketchy organizations have made these little stickers, and they stick them all over everything around town. It's almost like uh, littering. Oh, I get it. I, I know what it is. I know what it is. Uh, here, Get Glue is a social network for entertainment with more than 8 million new unique ratings and check-ins for TV shows. And maybe it's a, it's a sticker that has, oh yeah, you use a mobile app and then you check in on the stickers or something like that. Uh, who cares? Oh, it's like one of these... Uh, <laughs> like uh, Foursquare. Yeah. Like a check-in thing. I don't know. You know, look, it's an well, initiative. We'll, we'll do it. Hey, we're in. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, shout out to Valen or Valon who uh, gave me a screen grab of the sales trend chart for the No Agenda iPhone game, which is just too hilarious for words. Find it in the links that rock in the show notes. Uh, So he'll be sending us some money, he says. Thank you very much. Uh, Jay Gauthier, or Gauthier, Gauthier, says, uh, and this is just uh, the PR meme amongst the youngins, every time my eldest hears you're in the morning jingle, she ends up repeating it all day long. Seriously, though, thanks for opening my eyes in the process. My progeny as well. Now I feel they have a fighting chance, at least. Indoctrinating them young to see the truth. And here is here she is. This is young Liv. Hey, Adam and John. The word is. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Maynard, our... Uh... That one, we should just use that every week. Yeah, <laughs> John. There's always something about a little kid's voice. I've always just... thought... That it's, it's the, awesome. <laughs> uh, a chorus of little kids saying things is just great, great material because it just sounds. Cause, you know, oh, sorry. It, they're off, you know, because they just have that voice. Yeah, they do. Hey, Adam and John, the word is. <laughs> <laughs> Always good for a Always laugh. Always good. Thank you. Hey, Libby. Uh, our friend Maynard, who uh, works down there in uh, Gitmo Nation down under uh, for the mainstream media, wrote uh, an, an accompanying article to go with a piece he did on atheists. And uh, his tagline there on the website, which you can read for yourself, uh, there are some anti-atheists in the UNAS, but Brett agrees that there's not a lot of point in going out and hitting people in the mouth with your beliefs just for the sake of it. Nice one, Maynard. Nice to slip that in. Our memes are always welcome. And then finally, John Thompson says, Hey guys, my mom has now started calling her laundry room Gitmo Nation stain removal. (laughs) (laughs) All right, mom. Fantastic. We love it. So uh, many, many thanks to Adriana Couture, Mitch Brown, Larry Lee, and uh, Timothy Cavanaugh, our executive producers for episode 237 of the No Agenda Show. Associate executive producers, Cole, uh, oops, is it Chandler? Did I miss it? Uh, or Candler. I close it too. Hold on. Just want to make sure I get it right. <sighs> no, Candler. It's Candler. I had it right. Cole Candler, 
and uh, Rory Stone. By now, you know the deal. This is an official credit. You can put it on anything where a credit would be appropriate. With the big difference between us and Hollywood, if you need someone to vouch for you, we'll actually call you. We didn't just take the check and cash it and tell you to go screw yourself. We're actually here for you. Everybody else out there, you've got to do one important thing. Go out and propagate the formula. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. Where you sing along, everybody. Audience participation time. Shut up, sleeves. Hey, Adam and John. <laughs> nice to have a young little slave with us. Okay. Nice contribution. That all said. <sighs> so, uh. What you got, Johnny boy? I'm telling you what I got. I mean, it's just like a rundown of these crappy shows. I mean, my whole week was wasted. <laughs> Why? You know, I want to get, so now you want to waste everyone else's time with a rundown yeah, of the crappy you, shows? This is, this is not wasting anybody's time, and I think we, our donations should go up because I'm going to save people lots of time. Ah, you're going to spoil the 2010 fall season. <laughs> I'm telling you. So here's the big Why don't you play the uh, real news theme because that's basically what we're talking about here. Bloody, bloody, bloody. What happened? <laughs> Something got really confused. What, you, what, is, what is I don't know. With you? I don't know. <laughs> and now, back to real news. Something happened. Really weird. All right. Hey, it's real news, everybody. All right. So here's the, here's the, there's a bunch of, the, the shows, that, there's going to be a second version of this little rundown because there's more shows wait, coming Wait, wait. You're I not going to bore us once. You're going to bore us twice. Exactly. <laughs> now, I didn't get a, I'm going to mention the, the, like the defenders I didn't get to see, but the shows I did get to see that are just the worst ever. Let's begin with the the chase. Did you get to watch this piece of crap? No, I. I when they made fun of it, I was too just, busy watching C-SPAN. It all they do is chase. It starts with some woman running <laughs> well, after some guy. They run and they run and they run and some other guy runs and they stop. It's not false advertising. Say, at least they're there true to their word. It's and the they chase. run and they run and they run. <laughs> it's to chase. That's what it is. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and so that's a piece of crap, totally. And then there's another one that NBC rolled out called <laughs> the event. The event. Now, now oh, this, this, wait, is this an out there UFO thing? I, I don't know. Here's the point. This, is, this brings up a pet peeve of mine, and it's getting worse by the minute, and I was very annoyed by the way to see it implemented by Scorsese oh. in the Boardwalk show. Hey, I like so the that, Boardwalk show. I have a bitch about that, too, but I like it, too, and I'm going to watch it, but I'm going to bitch about something boardwalk very Empire. important about oh, the Boardwalk all show. All right, all right, and well, we're listening. So so the event is about, I don't know, something that happened. But <laughs> the event. Way it starts like this, three weeks earlier, five minutes earlier, six days earlier. Oh, no, I know, I know what this is. This is, the, um, this, is the, this is supposed to fill in the 24 slot that is now uh, open. They're trying to make a, a 24-like show where you, it's all in time and you're confused. I can't keep track of where we are. <laughs> Two minutes earlier, seven minutes earlier. It's like these comic. There's a bunch of comedies that came out with this one minute earlier. You know, and there's like the hangover. You, you yeah. go back to these. Uh, I think Get Shorty had a you know five days earlier. I'm getting sick of this two days earlier, five days earlier, six days earlier. Can't you just tell the story? It's a television show, for God's sake. You know, John <laughs> I think it qualifies. Anyway, the point is five days earlier, three days earlier. I'm sick of it. So anyway, so that show sucks. Don't watch it. Okay. Now I have high hopes for J.J. Abrams, our friend. 
Mm. You know, did Alias, he did Lost, he did uh, Star Trek, the movie. Hey. He does a show called Undercover. I have a clip. This is the worst show he's ever done. <laughs> he should quit. He should just take his money and retire. <laughs> okay. This is about two. Let me give you a setup. The, the right. clip is there. It's it's about two ex-CIA guys that run a catering business. They're, they're, uh, it's a black couple, very uh, yuppie black couple that are uh, – and it, this thing is shot like you know it's just, it's shot kind of like a like a soap opera. It's, and this guy comes in, some ex, some CIA guy comes in to try to get them to rejoin the agency that they quit five years ago, you know, to lead a real life. And then he berates them for not taking the assignment. Of course, they eventually take the assignment, and then the guy talks to his superiors. He said, "Do they really know what they're doing?" He says, "We didn't tell them the truth." And it, the whole thing is just a crappy spy piece of junk. It's not even remotely funny. Leo Nash, he does this. He drinks and then disappears for weeks at a time. He's reckless. Which is partially what makes him such a good agent. There must be active agents who haven't been out of the field for five years. Who can- oh, oh, oh. <laughs> this is some good acting, baby. She, I hope she has huge bazookas. She better she's be pretty. hot. Yeah, she's hot. Right? I'll find Leo better than we might. I'll tell my office you declined no surprise there. Oh, hold on a second. I don't like your tone. Well, you're not wrong, Mr. Bloom. I am having trouble putting on a game face. I had a personal jolly over that one. For you, yeah. I knew coming here would be a waste of my time. Why would you two come back to assist an agency you abandoned but invested in? Why do I talk like this? Because I'm an evil guy. I'm portraying an evil guy in the show. You had gave you the honor of serving your country. Oh, you're not really going to give us the speech about patriotism. Well, if not me, perhaps someone should. I read your file, how you never worked together. This guy's trying to do a Jack Nicholson in, uh, uh, what is it, You Can't Handle the Truth? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Anyway, back it up a little bit. I didn't notice this because when I mean, you're watching it on TV, you don't notice it. The patriotism the, these, thing? <laughs> they got the black guy, Mike, apparently was something from Radio Shack. <laughs> and this other guy's in a booth. It's a realistic wireless microphone. <laughs> You're going to give us a speech about patriotism. Well, if not me, perhaps someone should. I read your file, how you never worked together, but you had difficulty. You can't handle the truth. Maintaining a relationship while remaining separate field agents. My heart broke for you. You deserted the rest of us, and so now it's the job of a career agent to beg two caterers to help with national security. Well, you know what? I've got difficulty with that. I'm telling you, Jack Nicholson should get residuals for this. You know, no, no, actually, you know who it really re- represents to me when I'm listening to this is there was this, I wish I, ha- I have a clip of it someplace because I love this clip. It's a clip from the Seinfeld show where the, li- the, the, the librarian cop, there's a cop in the I library that, that that's, that's chewing out uh, Kramer and... Oh, he's a library sign- cop, right, 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 for, right, right. For not turning in the book. <laughs> but I did it, didn't I? Now, please tell me this is the end of this segment. Yeah, I mean, this is all I'm going to do. Well, wait, no, wait, I got one more. Boardwalk Empire, you want to talk about that? No, first I got to mention one more horrible piece of crap. Don't watch. I was hoping it was going to be good. Hawaii Five-0. Hey, I, I thought that was going to be great. It's terrible. <laughs> 
really? it's beyond terrible. And they shoot no. everybody with a with a with a one inch away from your face close up, and everybody talks with high drama. Oh no! Oh no! It is a piece of crap. I had high hopes for that. Oh, oh it's no. really bad. <laughs> I had really really high hopes. Yeah, everybody. Zooming close on my face because this is a Y5 all. Adam Curry, John T. Dvorak, we are 5 See, we could do a good job. We can talk about Rubicon later. Rubicon? Okay. I'm not. Oh, by the way, Rubicon's the good one. Uh, boardwalk. We can talk boardwalk, about Boardwalk later. Boardwalk. All right. Hey, John, I, I've connected some dots that I wanted to talk with you about. So, um, what's our hypothesis regarding the president, his reelection, and Hillary Clinton? The hypothesis is basically we, there's actually two. It's forked a little bit, but the basic hypothesis is that uh, Obama is going to resign uh, because he wants to spend more time with his family, and, uh, and also because he doesn't seem to like the job. And we're we're getting a lot of feedback from the media indicating that that Michelle hates being the first lady, and there's all this. It's just all being set up for the public not to be too upset if Obama bails out and then lets Hillary take over because I guess she was the pre-assigned uh, presidential candidate. Right. So a couple things uh, came out in succession, which. Uh Oh, hold on, no, I have to get them all lined up here. Uh, so first of all, Forbes came out. So uh, I agree, you know, the, the, the we've got to get Obama out and we've got to work in a coordinated effort to do so. So Forbes comes out with this article, which just, I mean, t- ties a uh, a chain around Obama's leg, attaches a huge cement block to it and drags him down to 20,000 leagues under the sea. Uh, it's a five-page article which you have to read. I mean, just and a lot of stuff that we've talked about is in there. So you know, for you know, it's not just the he's an anti-business president. This it's like the guy sucks. That's basically I can sum up the whole article for you right there. You have to read that as a backgrounder. But then <clears throat> there's three clips I want to play for you. And uh, whenever Donald Trump appears on the scene, then the fix is in. Would you agree? Oh yeah, stooge. <laughs> so. They roll out Trump on uh, Wolf Blitzer on uh, the. Uh, it's not even in the Situation Room. Oh, Why? No. What is? Wait, let's back up a second. <laughs> Think about it. Yeah. Why would you bring Trump on as an of as an analyst of anything except you know maybe structural cement? <laughs> of course. Well, that's exactly what it is. He is a block that's going to be tied around Obama's leg. So now you've got now there's the, the, got to play a couple other clips to pull it all together. But you know whenever Trump shows up, then that's it, right? It's like okay, Ministry of Truth speaking. So listen to him with Wolf Blitzer. As you remember. Jimmy Carter, the final year of his presidency when he lost his bid for re-election was very tense. The interest rates were really high. The 444 days of Americans held hostage in Iran. Are you saying what you feel and see right now is as bad in the country as then? I think it was really bad and I think it's really bad now, but I see the head of Iran making all sorts of very strong statements. If you remember with Jimmy Carter, they had the hostages. It's the head of Iran because he can't remember the guy's name. <laughs> the smoke yeah. He cannot pronounce it. He's like uh, the the head of Iran. Yeah, that guy. All right, now listen very closely to what he's saying. Jimmy Carter, they had the hostages, and Ronald Reagan said they won't be in there for one minute. And before Ronald Reagan took office, they released everybody. Now, this was the uh, October surprise, was it not, John? Uh, 
when uh, no there was a, there was no they released them after the election no, 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 so no th- but no it was like right they w- they got on the plane they went there they got the hostages like the, uh, the second after he was president uh, Trump I think is a little incorrect in his yeah, timeline after, but well after he was president it wasn't in October it was in November um. Let's listen to what Trump says, because that's, that's yeah. Let me. I'll look that, up that's the that's timeline the tr- for the. I thought it was called the October, the September, the October. There was an surprise. October surprise, but I don't think that was. I it. think it was the Iranian hostages. Yeah, it, it was the Iranian hostages when no, the hostages Reagan, were in there for over a year. No, no, but they released them. They got them out um, as Reagan was becoming president. That's that's. You look that up, and I'll play this again. Before Ronald Reagan took office, they released everybody. All right, we need somebody that knows how to speak to other countries, and we need somebody that knows how to speak to our enemies. Oh, okay, so so here's what Trump is calling for. He's saying we so we we've got a hostage in Iran. Now, of course, we know we've got some hostages in Iran. How interesting is that? This is just we're opening up the playbook again. We need somebody who knows how to speak to foreigners. We know somebody who now who could that be, John? Who, who who do you think knows how to speak to? Well, let me think. Uh, who's out speaking uh, who, to who's foreigners out speaking constantly? To foreigners, yeah. Well, I think she's a woman. Yeah. Well, let's let's listen to more of a Trump. Think President Obama can? Well, something's wrong. We're not respected throughout the world. We used to be respected. If you look at the Reagan years, we really were respected. Oh, let's go back to Reagan again. Let's just remind you, we're not respected like back then when Reagan was president. We're not respected anymore as a country. Yeah, I get no respect. That's a, those are tough words. You're we're getting more well, respect with Obama. Now we're getting less respect. How does this work? Listen, he's a tough word. Listen, to Trump has a great comeback line, though. Well, I don't know if they're tough words. I think they're accurate words. <laughs> I love that. He's great That's at that. One. They're, they're accurate words. That. Yeah, we can use that a lot. That's great. If you listen to the uh, Obama and his supporters, there's greater respect now for the United States as Absolutely. opposed to during the Bush administration. Absolutely. Well, I'm not a fan of Bush, and you know that better than anybody. I thought Bush was a horrible president. Uh, this is his uh, protecting himself. He was absolutely oh, atrocious. Ass, right. And certainly this whole mess started toward the end of his reign. Now, stay and I tuned. Say during his reign. But Obama has not taken us to that level that we have to be. I watched yesterday as a woman very eloquent, eloquently stated that, you know, she's middle income, middle this, middle that. She was looking for the American dream. I mean, she stated it so beautifully, and this was a supporter of his. Yeah, yeah, she stated it so beautifully because she was a shill. Totally. Now, for those of you who haven't heard that, uh, I do want to bring that clip out for a second. This yeah, is, we have it. This is the woman who said she was exhausted of defending the president. Audience question right here. Thank you very much, and quite frankly, good good afternoon, President uh, Obama. I am deeply honored to finally be in this forum, and so grateful for CNBC making the forum available I mean, so that you can speak to American citizens just like myself. It's so perfect, and thank you, CNBC, and thank you, Jeffrey Immelt, and thank you, everybody who is paying me to stand here before you. I am, and she's from Washington. She's 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 a Fed. Listen, um, I am a chief financial officer for a veteran service organization. And veteran service or Fed, Fed, chill. That's here in Washington. I'm also a mother. I'm a wife. I'm an American veteran, and I'm one of your middle class Americans. And quite frankly, I'm exhausted. I, I'm exhausted of defending you, defending your administration, defending the mantle of change that I've. Now, now we know that wherever the president goes, no matter what forum he's in. There is never, ever, ever anyone allowed anywhere near a microphone who is not on board with the program. Ever. This is not like all of a sudden, ooh, how did she get through? How did she breach our security? How could she say that she's exhausted with the president and, and change not coming? 
police. You agree? I have to agree uh, because we've seen this in the past in the way that, especially with Obama, how they have managed to uh, really vet to an extreme these these questioning people. And uh, nobody, by the way, has picked up on the fact that the possibility, because everyone, I I was listening to the Ed show and some of these other left-wing talk shows uh, during the week in between watching crap. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. for entertainment. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so uh, and one of the things that they're all saying, in fact, I remember what, and and the shills are calling into the right wing shows too, because I remember Hannity getting a call where the guy says, and the guy's posing as a Democrat, and Hannity's, oh yeah, well you're full of crap. Oh, you think everything's like that? But the, but the meme is is that uh, this woman was planted by the Republicans by oh, her friend. <laughs> Her friend Richard Steele, right? No way. Who everybody hates. Who was a black guy? Yeah. And Richard Steele somehow arranged this whole nefarious of the situation. Well, he may have, but that's only because I the Democrats and the Republicans are the same thing. Doesn't make any difference. This is to get Obama out. And the true now here comes the kicker. Here comes the kicker. When you hear this, it all comes together. It's just beautiful. So Bill Clinton. Uh, held his global Clinton Global Initiative, better known as CGI, which I find hilarious, by the way, because, of course, CGI is computer graphic uh, uh, imagery, uh, which uh, is mainly fake. So his CGI in New York, YouTube gets to do an interview uh, with uh, the former president, and uh, and these questions were posed by normal, regular, regular, everyday people who all happen to be able to uh, record 480p in high definition and put it on YouTube with great sound. Not a <laughs> webcam in the bunch. That's and, me. And by the way, the cameras are all handheld. <laughs> you can see them all, you know, like this, this handheld over the shoulder stuff. But it's beautiful. It's beautifully done. And, and you go, go ahead and you look on YouTube and tell me anything looks like that. And yeah, here comes yeah. a question from friends of the hostages in Iran. And Billy Boy brings it all together for us. Let's move from Haiti for a moment to Iran. And one of the top voted questions that came in had to do with the three American hikers who are um, hikers. in there for over a year. And, of course, just recently, uh, Sarah Shore, one of the three hikers, was released. But Josh Fatal and Shane Bauer are still there. Uh, this question comes from some friends of Josh. Hello, President Clinton. My name is Dal Ryan. I'm Rachel Watson. And I'm Rosie Krensick. This is our bike show, something Josh Vital, who is one of the three hikers unjustly detained in Iran, built and named the Center for Appropriate Transportation. What hey, YouTube, you know, ever heard of a frickin' mixer? Idiots. If you if you're gonna do if you're gonna fake it, you might as well like put the sound input into the board. It sounds like auto tune. Yeah, it's stupid. Idiots. The appropriate course of action for freeing these three of their in, inappropriate espionage charges and bringing them home. And, and by the way, everyone who's uh, asking questions, we'll come back to this later. Is all reading. So. You famously intervened, of course, in North Korea last year with a yeah. journalist. Uh, what do you think about the situation in Iraq? Well, first of all. The young woman who was held has been released, mm-hmm. and I think that's a good sign. The, the Iranians use them for publicity value. They know that these young people are not in any way involved in espionage. Okay. John, you and I ran down the list of these people. They're yeah. total spooks. 
Oh yeah, the total been a, spooks. But, yeah. but at least and they two all of them came out of University of California, by the way, which I'm now convinced is kind of where they're being trained. I mean, that's yeah. where Ling Ling and Lam Lam came from. Yeah, they're all. And spooks. I was just over there with my wife the other day, like yesterday, looking across from the campus and looking at all the new buildings going up. They're supposedly losing money. This place is being built. It's looking like a government facility more and more the the buildings that are going up are government looking buildings and the whole place is like it was taken over i don't know when but these hikers had had worked and lived in what syria in iraq i mean they lived all over the yeah, they graduated hikers. from school with some crazy degree and went right to syria and they've been bouncing around the world and the one guy this the, the third Hiking. guy he's been everywhere Hiking. I mean, when you see somebody who's in their 20s who's lived every everywhere not just everywhere but Somalia? Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> Spook! Spook! Spooking to Somalia all under right. any circumstance. All right, so here comes Billy Boy to bring it all together for us. And I know that uh, this is a question that uh, my wife could more properly handle than me, but Hillary worked very hard on this issue. And uh, they won't stop working just because she's been released. The, the two, Josh and the other young man who were there, Shane, they're clearly innocent of any espionage. Mm -hmm. And I believe that... Clearly innocent. What proof do you have of that, Billy Boy? <laughs> They're clearly, stuff? clearly innocent. Because it's all the script here, listen. If we just keep working at it and the United States continues to... He's really searching because he, he's reviewing the script in his head right now. You can actually see his brain, which is a little bit slower than it used to be, working, trying, uh, what was I supposed to say? Oh, yeah, I remember. Everything that was done to get the young woman released, Sarah, I think that eventually they'll be released. We just have to keep working at it. It's a, unfortunately, their political footballs. Yeah, there, there may come a time when the Iranians, if they decide they want to talk to us about all these other issues, will ask for some high-level representative of the government to go there and bring them home. Oh, John, who could that high-level representative of the government be to bring them home? Hmm. Huh, I wonder. Hmm. I'm trying to think who the, who could that be? Who could we? Uh, who could we? Uh, hmm. Could it be? Uh, I've got it. What? Hillary! Oh no, you can't be serious! Hot pockets! But that's a. Jesus. It's wait, like, wait, let's listen listen to that. Hold on, listen to that. It's like a freaking uh, Blackhawk. Jesus. One, two, three, four Blackhawks just went over the, the watchtower. Oh. Nice. Well, if you, if I'll, I can take care and of the show. nukes. Oh my god, it's a whole formation. This is crazy. Oh, just showing off to That's the public. Crazy. Yeah, well, good job. Look what we can do. So let's summarize what's going on here. Well, for, first of all, I want to mention, I want to just get one little factoid in, in play because, you know, she's, they're clearly not, according to Clinton, clearly not uh, uh, spies. Espionage agents. And so uh, so what, we're, what we're saying here is that they went through, apparently, a no-man's land called Iraq, <laughs> the area that is completely filled with landmines. <laughs> well, they had the it's map. all landmines where they went through, and then they to creep into Iran because, hey, who's going to know? We got the gear here. They're not going to... Who's going to think anyone's going to come through this part to get into Iran? Nah, it's, it's foolproof. <laughs> and so then they get into the country. They're immediately nabbed. And the next thing you know, this is going on, but it's just there's no espionage involved. The kids are always walking through landmine fields. They're hiking. The They're hiking. Where? They're hiking. 
They're hiking. They're hikers. <laughs> they're just hikers. <laughs> they came from Berkeley. They're, they've got to be good. Yeah, they're wearing Birkenstocks in, from Berkeley. They're hikers. All right, so but you can see the script coming together. You get Trump on the scene. It's like, so the deal is it's, a, it's back to the Reagan playbook. The, uh, Hillary's going to be the big hero, whether it's right during the election or what. It's, it's going to happen. She will be the one that clearly can speak to the Iranians. Uh, and by the way, the war with Iran is over, in case you didn't know, as uh, it was actually Max Kaiser who, um, uh, who, who broke this. As now Goldman Sachs and Citibank have opened up, have received permission and have opened up uh, offices in Iran. Ah, <laughs> so, sold, done. Yeah, exactly. So, so it's all it's all over. There's no, forget about. It's not a problem anymore. This is. It's, I win a it's bet. A by the way, somebody deal. did bet me that we're going to bomb them. Or no do, way, or no way. I know that guy owes me a hundred bucks. I lost track of the bet. I rarely do that. I think I'm getting old. Yeah, think. But he's listening. So, uh, yeah, and, uh, and of course, the way this works is Goldman Sachs and Citibank move in there, and then Iran has to borrow $100 billion from them and pay them back. You know, it, that's what it's all about. And that's yeah, it's an they're, economic. They're in the, yeah, they're in the program. It's all done. It's all taken care of. Yeehaw. War is over. It's all over, people. No worries. All right, here, let's, let's back up a second, so just to get your facts straight. The October surprise referred to something done by the Nixon administration, Mm -hmm. which was declaring the end of the Vietnam War prematurely in in October. And that's what and everything that happens in October since then was based on that. There was no October surprise with the 444 day hostage crisis. They were released, as a matter of fact, in January after just like a day or two after Carter was out of office. Right. Okay. That's it. And it was actually, if I remember right, the Canadians were actually largely responsible for getting a few of them out because none of the other uh, the other countries would help us. Douchebags. They weren't in the script. They uh, they weren't SAG, so they couldn't uh, participate. So, so uh, yeah, okay, I think so, that's. I think this is all part of the the Clinton uh, yeah, run up. And they're just they're just rolling. Yeah, they're just rolling out the whole script again. They're even using the same guy. They called up the guy. Hey, Iran. Whoever you talked to over in Iran, right? Yeah, some guy. Hey, Iran. Is, is this that guy from Iran? Hey, remember what we did in the seventies? You know, when we got the. Uh, we'll take guy. care of it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Hey, we uh, we're gonna send the Hillary over, and uh, you got to treat. She's a good gal. She's a good. She's gal. She's a good gal. No problem, you know. And then you give me, you give our spot. I mean, uh, our hikers back. It's, so uh, it's all good. Have to scramble to figure out what to do about the Clinton Library, which is some corrupt operation. No, you don't. That say. has you know funding from nobody knows. It's mostly from Middle Eastern sources, we believe. Mm. And uh, and then they also have to deal with the Clinton uh, this Haiti fund. They got, in other words, they got a year or two years to straighten up the books, put the window dressing up, make everything look good. It's going to take that long. I'm still. So, I was going to say I'm still waiting for the uh, Clinton Foundation 2009 annual report uh, to come out. Now they've put out they they have their uh, their propaganda piece up there for 2009. 2008. How's this, how's this for a thought? Okay. It's delayed, delayed because they it, have yep. to have consultants looking at the numbers to make sure they weren't, won't hurt Hillary sometime yep. two years from now. Totally right on the money, John. Because they, you know, they have audited financials for 2008. And 2009, you'd think that as we close in on 2011, maybe it's time to put 2009 up? Or they, either they haven't filed or they certainly haven't posted their numbers. And, you know, and we know that the, the Clinton Foundation... 
spends over thirty million dollars a year in salaries alone, let alone what they're what they're spending on jets and stuff like that. Thirty million dollars, but they bring in a quarter of a billion dollars a year. At least they did in yeah, two thousand eight. So yeah. So so I will give you just a parallel to that from the uh, Express in the United Kingdom, Gitmo Nation East. Uh, news that came out today. Singer Bono's AIDS charity is under fire for spending more on its staff wages than it does on its own cause. Oh, really? How surprising. Oh, what a stunner. What? <laughs> Holy crap, Adam. Where did you find such information? How could it? It can't be it true. It can't be true. No, this can't be true. According uh, to the report, the U.S. Uh, charity took in 9.6 million pounds in public donations in 2008, the latest year for which U.S. public tax records are available, so even these guys aren't reporting. A meager 118,000 pounds was split between three charities, while more than 5 million was spent on executive and employee salaries. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. Bono, wow, you've you disappointed us, Bono. So this is for the one campaign. Um... This is really great. They have 120 people worldwide. That's how you get to your 5.1 million pounds. That's about $8 million uh, in salaries. Uh, and uh, <laughs> really, they had a really funny bit here about what they're, what they're doing in the UK. Um, the $10 million one campaign to wipe out AIDS and poverty bombarded New York newspapers with freebies this week. John, would, ah. you, would you like to know what these freebies are? Corruption. Here it comes. Packed in four shoeboxes by staff from the charity, the gifts included a 10-pound bag of Starbucks coffee, a 10-pound moleskin leather notebook, a 13-pound water bottle, and a plastic ruler. Also included was a small tin of Band-Aid Band-Aids with two syringe-style pens. That's good for the kids to get used to heroin. Along with a letter urging President Obama to give almost four billion pounds to the United Nations Swiss-based Global Fund to fight AIDS, tuberculosis, and malaria in Africa. Another container held an oversized cookie and water bottle with a letter calling for funds for clean water and sustainable sources of food. These guys, have, what an elitist prick. <laughs> Sending people Band-Aids. Ew, it's a freebie. Take a Band-Aid. Yeah. And by the way, the people they really liked, they, they left out the bag of Starbucks. Yeah, because they're, they're, exactly. Some guys will get it. I, I hear you. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, so uh, I think you're right, John. I think we will not see numbers from the Clinton Foundation uh, because there are people like us scrubbed. who are on it. Yeah, the, it's, the numbers have got to be scrubbed. There's going to be some kind of confusion, and uh, Hillary's going to get in. And you can just see it happening. It's it's so... Yeah, you know, she's still defeatable. By... Unfortunately, by who? Sarah Palin? That's <laughs> yeah. Sarah Palin Yay! versus Hillary. We, we lose no matter what happens. It's the battle of the bitches. Yeah, we do lose big time because they're both MK Ultra. You know they are. I don't know. Well, Palin certainly is. She has Monarch Project Monarch written all over her. I have to, heck with it. Like Christine O'Donnell went in there, or Rachel Ray. Who's that again? That's right, Christine O'Donnell. She looks like Rachel Ray. Well, that was a good run. I, I like that analysis. I think you nailed it. Can I just do one the more? Whole, and I agree with the fact that that woman planned. I mean, there, we've never seen that with Obama before. And Obama, my favorite line, though, is the one that he delivered. Well, you know, you have credit cards and blah, blah, blah. She says, no. And it stopped him. Oh, right, oh. I know. <laughs> yeah. Keep going, just keep going, keep going. <laughs> so, so one more thing about this, um, and you should, and we we could play the whole twenty-five minute YouTube. 
Clinton interview, and, and we would just crack up throughout the whole thing, but that would be like a separate show. Uh, but there's one more thing I wanted to play. Um, so the news came out, Wyclef Jean has dropped his Haiti presidential bid. And, and, and I, I'm not sure if this was a screw-up in timing or if the idea is to have some kind of shill government elected and then immediately overthrown and Wyclef will come in. Um, because here's what Billy Boy had to say. The first question right off the bat, by the way, in this YouTube thing was about Haiti. So, well, yes. Is it possible that when Wyclef gets in the Gulf Stream, he leaves a note for Clinton who uses it the next time? Well, listen to listen to what Clinton's. So he's going to go through some bullshit, which we'll laugh about. But then listen to because what is the problem with Wyclef? The reason why they have rejected his presidential bid is because he he hasn't lived in Haiti for five years or some bullcrap like that, right? So basically, yeah. not a citizen or whatever it is. Now listen to Billy Boy. And a lot of the questioners that submitted questions today had questions about those challenges. By the way, who is this jabroni interviewing the president? YouTube. I don't know. YouTube, please. And they have like a like a. A sign on an easel in the background. It says YouTube. <laughs> Great guys. Nice set dressing. And some some current event questions as well. So let's get started. Sure. Our first question is from Romaine, who is from Haiti. Romaine in Haiti, who uh, is reading his entire question in 480p high def. <laughs> first of all, my name is Romaine Vernet. I'm from Leogan, Haiti. Well, Haiti has a plethora of issues and problems. Plethora. As you also know, it has great potential. He sounds yeah. really Haitian, too, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. Trash, yeah. sanitation, health, environment. The guy's got a saxophone hanging on the wall in the background. <laughs> it's like... That's code. Uh, it is, of course. Mental, lack of jobs, and lack of energy production are among the nuisance that... Lack of energy production? They sold off half the island for energy production. Ugh. Like the island and its people. How can small businesses with a base abroad get funding to grow in Haiti? Now, now, this is just going to be funny, so we'll, we won't analyze this part, but we have to stop and laugh Thank you for about your it. time, and have a great meeting. Thank you, Romain. Well, first of all, he's right. There are a lot of challenges, and you know I'm the co-chair of this international commission to rebuild Haiti. Half the members are Haitian, half the members are foreign donors and international organizations. And uh, it, it's working very well. But the government money that will be going to Haiti will be used mostly for rubble removal, housing, road building, you know, these big infrastructure projects. <laughs> People are still in tents. What big infrastructure projects? People are starving. They're getting washed away. How about some food? How about, how about you know, a place for them to stay? No, big, we need big infrastructure because you know, I've got to get my hotel up. He's hit on a very important problem, which is that there's... There's really not a small business loan facility in Haiti. And when small businesses try to borrow money from existing banks, they face astronomical interest rates, 40 50%. So uh, we really like that plan of astronomical uh, interest rates. So we came up with our own plan with my, my friend down in Mexico. So I have been doing quite a bit of work on this. Because I saw the, the opportunity. And two people who work with me around the world, Carlos Slim from... Oh, Carlos Slim. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's a real good guy. Carlos Slim. Yeah, he's my buddy. Mexico. I mean, even the name Carlos, Carlos Slim. Slim. <laughs> Which, by the way, in German and in, and in Dutch means smart. Slim, you're smart. You're, you're, oh. you're kind of like... Um, 
not sleek smart, uh, like slimy smart almost. Frank Juicer from Canada have set up a $20 million facility. $20 million, we can turn that into $200 million. You just watch. To make loans to small and medium-sized businesses. So we can enslave them. Right now. And I'm going to try to get more money put into this fund as more loan applications come in. Now, let's get back to Wyclef Jean. I think it's really important that the Haitian diaspora participate in this. What is diaspora except a Facebook killer? It means a large group of people who have left uh, and become uh, citizens in some other area. Okay, right. This is it. This is, so what would Wyclef Jean be? Would he be a diaspora? He'd be a member of it. Okay. And uh, the other thing you should know, Romain, is that I was pushing long before the earthquake when I was working. I was pushing the button long before the earthquake machine actually was connected to the button. But then I pushed it and then it went off. There for the United Nations for dual citizenship for members of the diaspora. Oh, dual citizenship. How convenient. Are you with me, John? Well, isn't he still a citizen? No, but the whole problem is... That because he has not lived there, I mean, along oh, I with the see. dual okay, citizenship yeah, comes the whole possibility for him to come back in. And what, do you think, what do you think the chances are we can get a dual citizenship with Haiti, you and me? Americans cannot have a dual citizenship anymore. No, that's bullshit. That ended 25 years ago. You cannot. Go ahead and try it. I've Look it up. There's, I know three people go with ahead. dual citizenship. Go ahead. I've looked at it, you know, and, and I actually called the State Department. You know what they said to me? What, in 1980? No, in uh, 99. You can get dual citizenships in this country. In fact, there's a whole web, there's websites loaded with how to do it and where to do it and how you can get one and how much you have to pay for it. It's been, that's over. Okay. You're, you're living in the past. Well, I'm going to get me a dual citizenship to Haiti then. We're both doing that, John. We're going to go run that bitch. We can do it. We can run a hotel. Yeah. And... Under the, they aren't allowed to have doses. They can't now. But under the Haitian Constitution, two successive parliaments have to vote for it. Very important. So they've already had one. Now they get the second one. Then they sh- then they assassinate him. And then Wyclef can come this in. This parliament, the one that's going out of existence because we've got they elections coming up. They go through all this work to get that guy in. Just put him in. Well, you know, they've been trying to do this for years and years and years. And they've never really successfully done it under international law. It's almost over. 30 seconds. Has voted for it. So as soon as these elections are held, when the next parliament convenes... After we kill him. It's going to be my first priority with them to ask them to vote to grant dual citizenship because... Uh, then we kill him. There's an enormous interest among Haitians in the United States and Yeah, Canada, like Wyclef. Canada and France <laughs> and elsewhere in coming back home, investing, participating in the future. Yes, there you go. So it's total setup. You can wait for it. These things always take time, though. They always take a little bit of time. But uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, that's what's I going on. I think they're making it too complicated. Well, but Clinton and Bush, they all were trying for so many years, you know, and they've, they've, they've taken guys out, they've threatened guys, they've thrown them into, in the middle of Africa, and it's never quite worked, you know. It's very close to the Western world, this, uh, this Haiti place. So, you know, it, it, there's too much scrutiny, and, and they, want, they need to set it up in a legal way and uh, with illegal means, and I think that, that's what's taking place right now. You watch. You sound like my dad who listens. Ah, your theories. <laughs> it's too complicated. That's not how it's too it works. Complicated. Why don't they just shoot somebody, somebody in the head and put the other guy in? What? It's a one-step process. 
Yeah, but they've already tried that a million times. They shoot the guy. Well, no, they I, get mean, him I can out. argue the point. You're right, because they keep trying to put their stooges in, and then when they get him in, they either get rousted by the public or hung right, or r- run out of town. Because the Haitians, you know, they don't take no crap from nobody. Except now, you know, now they're not stupid. They're highly educated, in fact. Yeah, but what would prevent Wycliffe John from just running and winning? I mean, it's, because they, re- they rejected his bid because of his citizenship status. So they need to change that. So they've already had one parliament. Now the second parliament comes in. They vote for the change. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm sorry. The government has fallen. Let's do another election. And in comes Wycliffe. They got to do it. The, they got to do it this way. That's why Billy well, Boy is holding see. back we'll, on the we'll, money. We will we'll be watching. Yes, <laughs> it's going to happen within the next year. You would hope. I would hope because otherwise, well, you know, yeah. probably uh, better off without a government in that place. All right, here we go. I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, on No Agenda in the morning. Before we get started with our uh, list of donors, John, I got a note from Greg Noblin. Says, uh, guys, my girlfriend is not bipolar, but has been a but has had a lifetime of sleeplessness. We've been together for almost six years, and she's been on uh, Seroquel ever since I've known her. This is the uh, the same drug as Amplify that we talked about uh, on Thursday. Amplify. Amplify. I never, these names. I never really looked up the drug as I always thought it was for sleep issues. I thought it was a sleep aid at the very most. So you guys go over this and I'm blown away with the similarities to the side effects she experiences. When she sleeps, she twitches a lot. She always has stiff muscles and aches and some dizziness and some minor motor skills that aren't much more than a normal person other than she trips over stuff more often than anyone else I know. Fuck this, I'm donating. I can't do much right now as I'm fresh fresh out of college after a career change. Um, but it's a, a little for everything you two do, so you can de-douche this asshat. You've been de-douched. Your show is truly a service in the morning. And uh, he wants me to plug his uh, site as well, gregnoblinblog.squarespace.com. I, uh, I sent him a note back and said, dude, just get your girlfriend off this crap. He says, yeah, they're, they're definitely working on that. And I yeah, ha- well, once she realizes it's a probably for bipolar disorder. Given you know, to I her mean, as I'm a sure sleeping you know, extremely powerful drugs right. for, like, bipolar disorder. If you give them to just the general public, they probably do, you know, various things to you that are, that are saleable. Well, I was going to wait for this, but let me just read this. Anonymous. Hey, John and Adam. I'm a nurse working at a psychiatric hospital for the past six years. I was listening to your show on Sunday. Wanted to share with, in regards to the... Abilify and Seroquel ads you played. It is very common to see a psych patient on Seroquel, Abilify, Ambien, or some other sleep medication, and Prozac or Effexor all at the same time. Wow. The amount of wow. Medi- yeah, oh, it gets better. The amount of medications these doctors prescribe is ridiculous at times. I often see patients come into the hospital with one or two medications and leave with five to seven new medications on average. Also, these ads make people look like normal people taking those meds, especially with Abilify. Have you ever seen what someone who has been taking Abilify for a long period of time looks like? I'm talking years here. Of all the patients who have been taking Abilify for a long period of time or high doses, I've noticed they all got one thing in common. They all look fucked up. They, <laughs> this is a nurse talking. They got these bulging, this bulging eye look. Many are overweight and got this crazy look to them. Think of the crazy, fat, old, neurotic lady at the grocery store. The best I can explain is they 
uh, is they got this spent, used, or burnt out look about them. It's so bad when patients get admitted, I try to guess if they are on Abilify or Seroquel. I found that I am correct usually about 90% of the time. The most jacked up people I've seen are usually on Abilify, high doses of Seroquel, and Xanax. Bye, darling. I love you. Another note regarding Seroquel. The Marines at our hospital who are on Seroquel, who have all come and gone, have all complained of a very common side effect of Seroquel. This is a side effect, by the way, not mentioned in the ads, John. They have a hard time getting it up or simply cannot get it up at all, and the lucky ones can get it up but cannot finish. Often they will pass up on their morning dose of Seroquel so they can be able to rub one out, then afterwards they take their dose. As sex is not permitted in the hospital. And the most common drugs Marines are on is this. In order. You want to write this down, John. Prazosin, Abilify, Seroquel, Effexor, Trazodone, Ambien, and Claritin. I think something happens to these Marines after they've come back from Iraq as a lot of them suffer from allergies and sinus problems explaining the high amount prescribed, high, high amount of Claritin prescribed. Oh, and don't think these Marines are on just one of those drug mentions. It's very common they are prescribed, all of them, bye darling, at the same time, sometimes with other medications included or changed. That's just a report from a hospital I work at and what I've seen. Thought you guys might find that interesting. Have a good day. Fuck me. <laughs> How about that, huh? Thank you. This is I mean, thank uh, you for the note. We love it. <laughs> that's great. That's what we've been saying all along. We don't know it's that bad. I mean, we actually are the tip of the iceberg when it comes to these stories that we talk about. Oh my goodness! All right, let's let's thank some other people who have uh, shown their love and support in financial matters with darknet credits. Alan uh, Cavedo uh, the third uh, from Richmond, Virginia. One, two, three, four, five. Adam, please put a pop screen on your Heil PR40. By the way, <laughs> yeah, it's true. the Heil PR40 is extremely prone to pops. Now, there's an internal pop sh- screen you can get, which Leo now uses. Yeah, that's a nice can- one. Yeah, I need to get that. Because the problem with, uh, with the pop screen is it uh, obscures my view of my monitors. That's why well, they have an internal it. pop screen you can in, insert inside the thing. It would makes no sense to me why they don't just sell it. With Here's that what I want. Or, I think that Heil should give me one of those gold microphones like Leo has. That's pissing me brass. off. It's not really it's gold. Really, it's brass. It looks gold. I want one of those. And the only reason Leo got that mic is because Rush Limbaugh has a gold EV. I want mine like to be made of platinum. <laughs> and Leo says, says to Bob Heil, he says, you know, that that one that Limbaugh's used is pretty cool looking. Next thing you know, uh, Leo didn't shows ask up, for one. He shows just mentioned up, shows it. Up. Well, I'm just going to be a You douche. don't have to ask. You just mention. You make I want, a suggestion. I know. I want. I want. I want. I want. Give me one with an internal pop filter. I want one. Give me a gold one. Yeah. Pete Heil. What's his name? Gerald, Gerald Small, <laughs> Chesterfield, Missouri. You know, I never ask for stuff for free. I just go out and buy it. Oh, <laughs> Gerald! Yeah, well, hold on a second. Let me, let me just let me just chop your head off for that. <laughs> Chesterfield, Liar. Missouri, fifty-five ten. And by the way, I got a memo from somebody in Missouri saying Missouri. you can pronounce it either way. Missouri, Missouri. Who I cares? Like Missouri, Missouri. Uh, Tim Frost. The, the city people pronounce it Missouri. Uh, Tim Frost, Tustin, California. There used to be an artist there named Dustin from Tustin. Uh, I'm Dustin from Tustin. Dustin from Tustin. John and Adam, the show is great. Please call out Stefano Scalia as a douchebag for me. Douchebag. Mark Caudill. Alexandria, Virginia. Double nickels on the dime. My name is Mark Caudill. 
My brother Ben called me out as a douchebag a while back in a quad douching. Oh, no. I desperately, <laughs> I desperately need to be de-douched. You've been de-douched. Times four. Keep up the awesome work, man. Everybody, dude, we're doing awesomeness, Johnny Boy. Michael Schultz, Palm Beach, Florida, double nickels on the dime. Just uh, refer to me as Michael from Palm Beach. Oops. Whoops. Uh, I hate to have a few. <laughs> I have a few dollars left after Madoff. That's <laughs> probably, probably true. I believe it. Karma. I'm up for two new jobs and want an offer from at least one of them. Thanks. Yeah. Here's some karma, buddy. Coming your way Michael now. from Palm Beach got apparently nailed by Madoff. Oh, well. God, that sucks. Uh, it happens. Yeah, it John Lake, Sacramento, California, 55-900 layaway. And, and Steve Quinton. London, Ontario, Canada, 55 one-time donation. After being called out a couple of shows ago, I have ordered the t- coin and am making my first donation. Please de-douche me. Ooh, yeah, you got it. You've been de-douched. And call out Curtis Hillier as a douchebag for douche never bag. donating. And for being a Dallas Cowboys fan. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> um, not, and finally, not, Jeff Lunt, Evanston, Illinois. Word. And uh, he it. finally will let me go down the spreadsheet more. Yep. He wraps it up. And uh, he uh, says in the morning, sorry, listen to the show a few months ago. It's his first donation. Love it. Nice to be reminded about twice a week or so that one cannot trust the powers that be, of course. And I'm trying, uh, going to try to donate as much as I can in the future, but it might be hard seeing as though I'm in college. Could you please de-douche me? Of course, man. You've been de-douched. Also, I know my brother Ben listens to the show, but I don't think he's been de-douched yet. So could you please do de- <laughs> Wait, wait, buddy. You get one de-douched. You've week. been de-douched. Jeez. I'm getting tired of the de-douching. Yeah, that's Madeline Brown from Las Cruces, New Mexico, who also donated 50 bucks. Thanks, Madeline. All right. Uh, why don't we... Uh, Draw some swords here, John. You get Hold on. Yeah. yeah you need your big there wood. You go. There you go. It's time for our knighthoods, and today includes a damehood, so... Adriana K. Kane Couture, please step forward and kneel your sleeve! That's right, Adriana. Of course, it came to you as a wedding gift, and we love married slaves, because they keep each other in check. It's perfect that way. Thanks to uh, the donation of $1,000, you now are officially damed. We hereby pronounce thee Dame Adriana K. Kane Couture, Dame of the No Agenda Roundtable. Please, Adriana, come on over here and enjoy your Chardonnay and Rent Boys, which we have for the dames. We've got uh, yep. Chardonnay That's and what Rent they Boys. Timothy Cavanaugh, please step forward as we draw our swords for you. Very, very good. Timothy Kavanaugh, you too have reached the elite status of $1,000 minimum in donations. And that means that not only will you be knighted in just a moment, but you will also be receiving the official No Agenda Knight Ring, which are forthcoming and are actually real. So hereby we knight thee, Sir Timothy Kavanaugh, Knight of the No Agenda Roundtable. Oh, come on over. We've got hookers and blow for you. It could be Chardonnay and Rent Boys. Depends on whatever. We, we don't discriminate here. The No Agenda Show. So um, this, is a, this is our model. This is how it works. Wait, don't we have one more? No, no, no. That was, uh, it's been that was last struck, struck from the list. What is this? Sorry. Hold on a second. What do we have here? I'm looking at Eric's now. Okay. Um, 
the way we do it here, as you can read in that excellent review from mediaspy.org, is it's a new model. It, uh, it is working. Uh, we're, we're slowly climbing out of the dirt and able to sustain ourselves. I think, under John. Under the rock. <laughs> yeah, under the rock. And uh, all you have to do is go to Dvorak.org slash NA, uh, press one of the buttons, sign up for uh, one of the many different programs. There are many different ways to, uh, to support the show, show your love. Uh, $5 a month subscriptions are always welcome, even if you're planning on uh, donating a larger amount for support. Uh, it's really the sustainability that's going to make it work long time, long term. Uh, but uh, we clearly don't have enough of those yet. Um, and it's the only way we can keep this show going. And I'd like to see more of the $33.33 uh, uh, monthly subscriptions. I think that's a that's a real sustainer if we get enough of those. You know, we talked about the um, the guy who said there was going to be a, a UFO uh, display on October 13th, 2010. Uh, before you get to that, I also want to mention, mention channeldvorak.com slash NA and noagendashow.com for people who want to donate. Help us. So... Um, Johan from Gitmo Nation Lowland said, in case you didn't notice, 13th of October 2010 is 131010 equals 33. <laughs> and yesterday I was drinking... have a $33... <laughs> and yesterday $33 I was... promotion. Yesterday I was drinking a Rolling Rock. Do you know what's on every bottle of Rolling Rock? Yeah, the number 33. Yeah, why? Uh, I, I, I used a to message. know the answer to that it's question. It's a message. It's, it's a message. It's a message. That's why I'm drinking it now. Like, this has got to be the right beer. This is good. So um, I have to disappoint uh, the plethora of people who said, Oh, look, Reuters reports U.S. nuclear weapons have been compromised by unidentified aerial objects. Okay, so let's have a little lesson in how Reuters works. This is not Reuters, the news agency. This is Reuters, the PR newswire. Okay, it says it right there, PR Newswire. This is to promote a book. (laughs) Now, I'm not saying I disagree with uh, the concept that UFOs have disabled our nuclear armament. But the book is called UFOs and Nukes, Extraordinary Encounters at Nuclear Weapons Sites, written by F.E. Warren. No, I'm sorry. Written by, what is this guy's name? Robert Hastings. And uh, this is about an event where he's going to be promoting the book. So when you read Reuters, don't get all excited that all of a sudden it's mainstream news and that it's true. I mean, it may be true, but it's uh, this is a an exercise in uh, great marketing. Suckering you into buying a book. An $80 book, no less. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, we're in the wrong business. I don't we, think we got, so. We got to write $80 books. <laughs> so, um, yeah, as much as I wish uh, something like that had would be true. It's uh, really not. Uh, I have a little clip here, Johnny Boy, uh, about Gitmo Nation Jewelry, uh, about the Buy Corporation, which uh, this is actually a clip from uh, two months ago. They opened up a center in Pennsylvania, and, um, of course, what we've been talking about is the proliferation of bracelets, uh, armbands, uh, all kinds of different things that uh, will enslave you very much like, you know, like slaves with uh, with shackles, except these are electronic versions of shackles, and they're used to um, essentially make the racket of enslaving people and prisoners uh, more profitable, because what's more profitable than charging someone to enslave them 
which, by the way, not only do they get some government money, but the slave also has to pay for it, which is great, great model. And you don't have to go through the hassle of feeding the slaves, which is fantastic. So the BI Corporation celebrated the opening of a new center in Pennsylvania just about six weeks ago. John, I'd like you to share in the celebrations. Are you ready for this? Sure. This is Newsboy 16 at 5.30. A new facility was unveiled today in Luzerne County, and county leaders say that new day reporting center will help ease jail overcrowding. Newswatch 16 Sarah Bonofsky live in the newsroom to explain. Sarah. Well, Norm, starting today, people considered low-level criminals have another option other than lockup. They can now report to the BI Incorporated Center in Wilkes-Barre. Report to the center, slave, you low-level criminal. <laughs> Wait until you hear what the low-level criminals are. It's really funny. Oh, yes, they've got, they've got blue and white balloons on the wall. Yes, oh, it's open. They've snipped the ribbon to the new slave center. This is the new day reporting center for Luzerne County, run by a company called BI Incorporated. Soon, up to 150 clients, as they're called, will be... Clients. This is... <laughs> John, I'm a client of BI Incorporated. Are you a client? <laughs> I'm not can only you put a member. that on your resume? <laughs> yes, you can. It's an official IMDb credit. I'm a client of BI Incorporated. Able to get treatment and training programs here. The clients are nonviolent criminals who are referred by either court, jail, or probation officials. When they first start, they check in six days a week. They have to report six days a week. And then as they progress successfully through the program, then the number of reporting days reduces. This is Luzerne County's solution for jail overcrowding. Right now, there are about 750 inmates at the county correctional facility and no money to build a new one we have no money to build a new one it's not a profitable business yeah right if we can That's reduce the uh the uh, enrollment in the prison that will certainly help us i love enrollment it's like school enrollment in the prison <laughs> these guys are amazing news readers don't. Can can live with themselves making these sorts of reports without question. No, they're MK Ultrad man. They don't they don't care. They're all on, they're on board. They're taking the drugs. No, they're stupid. That's the real problem. <laughs> that will certainly help us limp along until we have the means to to build a new prison. County officials say they're not sure how much the day reporting center will save the county. They hope to have a better idea in about. Uh, it's, it's all about saving your tax dollars. <laughs> They should have all this stuff in a spreadsheet already worked out. They should know exactly how much it's going to save the county. This is bull crap. Wait, it gets better. I want you to hear about It can't the, get better. Yes, it can get better. I want you to hear the, lo- the low-level criminal that they slapped a, a bracelet on. It's coming up. Here, but for now, they're happy to have this solution to keep some people out of cells. For example, I had a 92-year-old inmate who served three days because he took out the coupons out of a newspaper in a convenient mart next to the hotel he was living in. You damn slave! You stole coupons! You must go into jail, slave! What? He's still 92-year-old guy. A 92-year-old man took a coupon from what? A shopper that was in a news? What? What? You can play that again. He got three days. Took out the coupons out of a newspaper in a convenient mart next to the hotel he was living in. That cost me $90 a day to incarcerate that guy plus all the time and and wear on staff for something that could have been taken care of rather smoothly. I'm going to commit Harakiri right now. Can you believe that? Did, did, did whatever happened to actually policing and going up and say, hey, old man, stop doing that. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, that would work too, wouldn't it? I 92 so. year old. The guy is just trying to get some coupons. The guy can to barely eat. walk. Does he eat? He just needs to eat. Let uh, me get this coupon. Oh, it says I didn't know. But you know, if three all, days in jail, old uh, man. Ninety dollars a day, man. We could have slapped the bracelet on that mofo. It would have been much cheaper, much better, more better, more better, more better. Now, prison officials insist the Day Reporting Center is not about being soft on crime. They say it's about helping low-level criminals change their lives and stop getting in trouble. Yeah, so let's put one of these on Timothy Geithner for, for lying about his taxes. Let's throw one of these bracelets on him. Unbelievable. It's not about being soft on crime. They don't think that a 90-year-old man getting, what, getting, oh, he only got three days. We should have thrown the book at him. <laughs> This is how pathetic. You know, we had a thing on the uh, blog, uh, Dvorak.org slash blog, that was a uh, about this this cop in Orlando, some eighty five year old drunk. They brought, got you know, is having his car towed, and he comes wandering out saying, "Hey, you can't tow my car." You know, I I'm legally parked, and it probably was. You know, I looked at they showed a picture of the area. that seemed like I don't know how can you tow a car from there. But anyway, so the cop says, "Go go away, slave, shut up!" <laughs> and so the old man apparently touches. He pushes. He's about to fall over, so he's got his two hands up. Then he catches. I guess he pushes the touches the cop on his the top of his shoulder. And they tase him. The cops and they tase saying, him. Stop, stop touching me or anything like that. He flips the guy over, drops him on his head, breaks his neck. Oh no. So anyway, so the guy's going to die probably. Nobody says anything about it. So I I read the comments. I'm always fascinated by the comments to these kinds of stories, which are disgusting stories. Police, you know, are just completely out of control in some areas, and nobody seems to give a crap. And this goes, well, they shouldn't have touched the cop. And, you know, all these people that make excuses for for this old man having his neck broken for doing relatively nothing. And, you know, what is the cop afraid of an 82 year old guy? Oh, this old man's going to kick my ass. I mean, the whole thing is ridiculous. And as the public is completely shot on this, I mean, we're, it's hopeless. Hopeless. We haven't got a prayer. We're, we're just doing this show, as a matter of fact, as a futile effort. <laughs> it's just like, it really is. And, they're fl- and now they're showing off flying the Blackhawks over the house. <laughs> I mean, it's so obvious. Shut up, slave, Curry. We, we, just so you know, we're here. Not for your benefit. It's to show the public, the huge, the massive number of people down below, that the Blackhawks could be there in a moment. Any second now, it can nuke your ass. Because if they knew you were there, they would already shot your shot. No, 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 they won't do that. That's just a one blast in the front. Just an accidental one bullet. Take out all those no, windows you got. No, it would cost no. you a fortune. No, 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 no. UFOs exist. They're real. UFOs exist. They're real. UFOs are great. Aliens are coming. We're going to be saved October 13th. See, when I now I'm safe. Oh, he's just a crackpot. Heed him no mind. October 13th. Hey, we got some real corruption going on in, in the uh, in California. John, I'm sure you've been following this. That's stunning. It's corruption in California. Huh? Let this, me make a note. Hold on. This was the, uh, what is it, Bell County, I think? Did you follow this story at all? Oh, I, we followed from the beginning. I was going to bring it up on the show. It seemed like a localized thing, but it's typical of what's going on. There's a couple guys. The, 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 the city manager of Bell. I, I, I got a clip if you want. Maybe that's a little more fun to listen to the well, explanation. Well, play that. I, I think in my background it would probably be more okay. better than the clip. Yeah, no. <laughs> Somehow I don't doubt that at all. <laughs> Taxpayer outrage and one answer. Police at Bell, California fanned out today arresting the mayor and seven other city officials charged with bilking struggling taxpayers' salaries in the stratosphere. It started with anger and now criminal charges. Here's Mike Van Friend. 
A raucous crowd gathered outside City Hall as word spread that officials were being rounded up and arrested. One even had his door broken down by a police battering ram. They used the tax dollars collected from the hardworking citizens of Bell as their own piggy bank which they then looted at will. Former city manager Robert Rizzo made nearly $800,000 a year, almost twice what the president makes. <laughs> Here we are, struggling with $5 a month donations. <laughs> Douchebags are making eight hundred grand a year. Nice. City council members were paid nearly $8,000 a month for attending meetings that either never took place or lasted only minutes. Now, that's my kind of meeting, by the way. Oh, yeah. No, I think they're, they're on to something here. That's a great idea. I, now, now I've got respect for these guys. The district attorney said that is fraud. This, needless to say, is uh, uh, corruption on steroids. The 40,000 residents of Bell had been paying enormous property taxes and sewer fees. And today, we're thrilled to see those in charge thrown in jail. I'm ecstatic. I'm glad. It's about time they caught them. They were not arrested for simply making enormous amounts of money. Getting paid a zillion dollars a year is not illegal in the state of California unless you do it by illicit and illegal means. Officials say private citizens need to do a better job of being their own watchdogs. These officials thought they could get away with it, and they did get away with it for a number of years. And now, finally, people are looking at it and saying enough is enough. The district attorney says the eight arrested today face significant jail sentences. This is the biggest corruption scandal to be prosecuted in California in three decades. All right, John, your take. Uh, on you this. want to know the real story here? Yeah, please. Okay. First of all, the battering ram. Nice touch. How about <laughs> knocking on the door? What are they going to, what do they get the battering ram for? This is just, this is a showcase arrest. Because people are so pissed off about what happened that they had to do something. These guys aren't going to spend one. I, I'll predict this. Put it on the list of predictions. These guys aren't going to spend one day in jail. Here's the way this deal worked to begin with. The guy Rizzo, who looks like a guy named Rizzo, if you know what I'm saying. I hear you. Uh, got into the, he got into the city management business and he found a loophole in the California uh, uh, retirement system. And it wasn't that they were paying themselves all this kind of money. Oh, it was, it was, it was a retirement fund? The idea, what he, dis, what he discovered was the following in California. And they have not corrected this, by the way. And this is what this is really all about. This guy Rizzo and, and his buddy, who was the head of the police department, then, he, they, then they did you know, essentially up the ante on what the city council was getting for their meetings to the point where he could give himself, his buddy, and some other people, I guess, these extremely high salaries. Because in, and and the the police chief is the best example of this. The police chief's only been working in Bell for a year or two, as far as I remember. But the point is, is that in California, your retirement uh, benefits are based on the last salary you had. Oh, so that's an interesting and, loophole. And and if you worked in one place for twenty years and another place in ten years and one place for one year, uh you were proportionately responsible for that for that big payment at the end in terms of retirement. So in other words, if I made $100,000, say I made $10,000 a year uh, working in Los Angeles County for uh, for 20 years, and then I made $200,000 a year for one day at Bell County and Bell, the city of Bell, and then I retired, L.A. has to pick up the retirement. Ah. So in other words, so you, so this guy, I thought the guy was a genius because he found out that if you could get him, just rack your salary up for the, just before you retire, 
push it up to 900000 you will get something like $850,000 a year for the rest of your life that your city isn't really paying for. It's these other boneheads who had you working hey, for well, 4000 a year. This is great. So, John, can't we get um, some of our listeners somewhere? I'm sure someone at Goldman Sachs is listening. They can put us on the payroll for a million dollars for like a week, right? So yeah, they, and then we, and then we, right. then we, well, you can retire. No, yeah, we, neither of us can retire, can we? Well, we could shortly. But uh, that, yeah, speak but, for yourself. Yeah, I don't think it works any place but in California. But whatever the case, that is the that's the basis for the scam. From what I can tell, and I've looked into this, I don't think these guys actually did anything wrong except pay themselves too much money. Cool. But I don't know where this where where's the corruption. Right. So this is just to keep the slaves happy. This this is a showcase. This is just a, a theater. That's why they do the whole oh, the whole battering ram. Them. Don't worry, everything's fine right, now. We got right, we ran. Right. Wait, wait a minute. Look, we're gonna ram down his door there, with a battering. We got him. We got him now. Mission accomplished. So they'll get off scot free. Nice bullcrap. They'll be living in Paraguay with uh, Ken Lay and Bernie Madoff. This will this will be swept under the rug, and that'll be the end. <laughs> Great. Or if they, you know, they maybe they'll find some way of getting them a little prison time, like a few days. But I don't think it's going to. I'm not sure. Somebody have to give me some more on California law on this. But I'm not sure that even if you're a convicted felon, that you don't collect on your retirement. Right on. I'll go shut down this phone while you continue. Okay, so I will uh, bring up a an article that I'd like everyone to read and. Uh, you know, I read these things so you don't have to. This is uh, HR three five three four, better known as the Clear Act. This is uh, thinly disguised as a roadblock to American energy, which drives American companies out of the Gulf. Uh, but what it really is is handing over our water to the United Nations. We talked about this probably about a year ago, where the United we Nations. We talk about this every so often. Yeah, uh, but so now, uh, and it looks like this is a slam dunk. Uh, it's, uh, it has to go through the Senate now, uh, but this is H.R. 3534, where uh, all water rights are essentially handed over to the United Nations. So wait a minute. You're t- wait, let me get this straight. You're telling me that as a sovereign nation, the United States of America, we're handing our water yeah. to an international body for them to control. Yes. Why don't we just give them the whole country? Like we haven't? Please. Well, who, who's the sponsor of this bill? Um, There'll be some Boehner. Republican and some... <laughs> John Boehner. John Boehner? Uh-huh. The head of the Senate? Uh, the Republican head of the Senate, John Boehner, Boner, as we like to call him? No, maybe he's... No, hold on. Let me, let me look at the bill. Hold on a second. It's a, it's a House bill. He's That's a House bill. Uh, no, that can't be right. Hold on. It's, uh, no, I'm sorry. It's uh, Nick Rahal, Democrat. Who the hell's Nick Rahal? I don't know. West, from West Virginia. R-A-H-A-L-L. Nick Rahal, born 1949, American politician, been a Democrat member of the... So the Democrats are giving the United Nations the country. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm looking at him. He looks like a drunk. Let me tell you, he does look like a drunk. He's got that goofy, big red nose like Clinton. Well, yeah. wait a minute. I have a, there's a video of it here. Oh, this is cool. On the floor. Uh, oh, this may not be. What is this? Oh, no. He is a drunk. It's a committee on natural resources. From Raleigh County, trans- West Virginia. Subcommittee on aviation. Subcommittees on highways and transit. Yeah, screw him. 
This guy should be voted out. He should be recalled. You can't do this. So I've put some background information in the show notes. The Law of the Sea Treaty, which is the United Nations uh, treaty that we've discussed uh, previously. And uh, so all oceans and coasts and uh, pretty much all other water uh, will now be uh, under control of the United Nations. And, of course, that uh, enables uh, uh, the total control of uh, deep water drilling, but also, you know, like control of, uh, what is it? Oh, yeah, our water. Yeah, the water we drink. <laughs> yeah, our water. Hey, hey the, the key to success here, analyzing this guy, you know, he said he looks like a drunk. Yeah. Occupation broadcast executive. <laughs> He's a suit. Yeah, totally. He's a suit. He's great. He's great. Hey, man, you got a whole bunch of clips. Anything interesting we should we should hit? You know, the clips are pretty mediocre this, today, but let me go back and, and uh, you made me go off my page. I got a funny one, though. I got a, I got a funny one Play about, your funny one while I load up about Louisiana and dead fish. Have you seen those pictures? That look, it looks like an asphalt road, but it's actually a waterway dead with dead fish. <laughs> this, no. this report is hilarious, though, because they can't figure out what killed the fish in the Gulf Coast. Hmm. What could it be, What could have killed the fish? I have no idea. Concerns are mounting tonight in Plaquemines Parish, where officials are becoming increasingly worried about sea life kills in waters previously impacted. Uh, this is an interesting new term, though. A kill. It's a fish kill. So it's not like a, they're not saying a, a a pool of dead fish. No, it's a fish kill. That, that, that term's been around for a while. Doesn't that imply that someone went out and killed the fish? No, it sometimes it's referred to as a natural phenomenon. You have oh, a kill. Okay. Well, I'd never, never heard this. I'd never heard this. ...by the oil spill. There were two major fish kills last week, and yesterday a dead whale was discovered and brought in for testing. Whoops. So what's causing the die-off? Oh, oh, Maya what, Rodriguez has that. What could it be? <laughs> I, what, I have no idea. What could be causing dead fish in, off the Gulf? John, I, I can't remember. Because I'm too occupied with Chase. I can't remember what's the killer. Sorry. It's been a rough summer in some of the waters around Plaquemines Parish. First hit by the oil spill. Now hit with fish kills. They're not related, of course. This is an extremely large fish kill, and there's many species in there. It's not just one. That Clinton? Uh, no, this is, this is a fat guy. No, I'm just saying, go on. This is a fat guy. A group of fish is redfish and trout and flounder. Uh, all species have been identified in this fish, fish kill. Plaquemines Parish officials spotted this massive fish kill on Friday. Hundreds of thousands of dead fish just west of the Mississippi in Bayou Chaland. It came several days after the discovery of a starfish kill in nearby Barataria Bay. And then on Monday, they found this. A dead baby whale. It's a fish fail, I tell you. Whether any of those incidents are related to the oil spill, though, remains a big question. <laughs> Is that it can't, it's a big question if it's related to the oil spill. I it, guess unless the fish washes up on shore and says, the oil is <laughs> killing me. How about the corrects it? Do you think that that has anything to do with it? <laughs> that could have something to do with it. So what they actually will say is it's oxygen depletion. They couldn't yeah, breathe. Yeah, that's the big thing they nowadays. We got breathe. oxygen depletion up in the Hood Canal. Yeah. We couldn't breathe. Thing that local officials say could lead to some answers is more testing. We're talking about the long-term testing of the quality of the water, the fish, and, and the environment. And we don't see a collective group really wanting to know what's going on, and we need to demand that happens. The State Department of Wildlife and Fisheries sent biologists to Friday's fish kill to try and determine what may have caused it. <laughs> it just goes on and on. I can't play anymore. It's like I don't think you should. They can't figure so, it out. John, I, it's a mystery. 
It's totally <laughs> baffling. So what could be you know, killing the damn like the fish? The two, three shots to the head, suicide. So, uh, <laughs> so I got a, ta- a tape. I've been mentioning this on the uh, on the Dvorak Horowitz uh, DH Unplugged show yeah. about this guy that you brought up, Goolsby. Oh, the uh, the new uh, economic dude. Yeah, Goolsby. Who's replacing Christie. Like, I got but because you just played a bunch of goofy voices, I have to play this clip because I have a clip of Goolsby on the Ed show, which is one of the worst pieces of crap on the on the air. Isn't that Ed isn't that is scripted? Isn't angry that... Democrat who yeah. screams at everybody. Wait, Goolsby's just, oh, Republicans are horrible. Wait, Goolsby's on the show? He's on the show apparently. If you listen to him, he's been on the show a lot. And him and, and Ed they are good buddies, Ugh. but the, 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 they go talking to hey, 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 how you doing? Let's go have a drink. And so, uh, but he, I mentioned this on the, on the Horowitz show, but I want to play it for people out there who are actually, who have listened to uh, a Monday Night Football or Sunday Night Football where uh, John Gruden uh, actually speaks. He used to be a coach. He's a football coach. Goolsby sounds just like him. I would do a side-by-side, but just listen. But listen to this repartee between Goolsby and Ed class. I mean, this is the soft underbelly politically for the Republicans. No doubt about it. They're not doing anything for the middle class and they haven't. But what is 30? Tell our audience tonight, what is 30 billion dollars in lending going to do for this economy? What are your expectations? Well, I, I think I think you can do two things that are that are important. One, <laughs> you should be proud. Ed. This is kind of the son of the of the old end. I'm telling you, Shaq is great for this team. He's fantastic. Plan. You well, know, I, I get, told you. To, it's great. It's back yep. in you did. Uh, that gig yeah, you we were at in Washington. I said, look, you yep. got to get money to small businesses. Yep. I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> as you know, as you know, small business is more dependent on bank credit than any other kind of business. No doubt. Large business, they can go to capital markets. And anybody who's been dependent on banks has really been suffering but because is, the credit crunch. No, no, so no I question think about it. The credit will allow the, them to expand. The, the credit. <laughs> What a couple of dingbats! Oh my goodness! What jabronis! <laughs> so, but this 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 guy this this Goolsby doesn't look big enough to have that booming voice. He looks like a little twerp. It's, it's just you what? Yeah. Hey, that's a good. That's the word of the day. Twerp. Twerp. Do you remember that word? Oh yeah. My parents used to use that word. Twerp, twerp. Was, a, was a good word. It's a good word. It's the a, guy's a twerp. A, it, I think twerp should now replace jabroni. It's T W E R P. Twerp. Where, yeah. What is the etymology of twerp? I don't know. That, 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 that take a little work. Take an Oxford English dictionary. I'm no sure agenda. Word of the day. Dot com. We'll uh, twerp. Sure. twerp. Yeah, that'll twerp. be it. Yeah. So so, uh, so uh, this is the guy that replaced Christy Romer, who uh, and this is another guy. Hated. I yeah I hate this guy too. He's never had a, a day of real life experience in his life. Right, never worked for a, a living. Another academic who's now going to fix it. Oh, by the way, we had another four hundred and fifty thousand jobs lost. Whoops, just came out today. It, it, huh. Yeah, oh yeah, and it was like twelve thousand more than expected or whatever. You know, it, it, which of course is slamming Obama even more. But let me, uh, I, you, I should have brought this clip up earlier when we went through the Euro Obama deconstruction of Hillary running for office. Because I think it actually, now that I think about it, this ran on Fox. And I was going to use it on the last show, but I didn't. Uh, but it was just a slam of the Obama administration in a very humorous way, I thought. But it was done on one of the regular news shows, Brett Beyer or whatever, whoever it is. They have this they have like real, you know, kind of a standardized news show. And there was a rundown of all the money and where it went and how many jobs it created in reality. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's pretty funny. Played. It's called the Money and Jobs Clip. 
Oh, hold on a second. It misfired. I already had it up and it misfired. I'm so sorry. Here we go. New York Harbor. $32 million for electric vehicles made in Kansas City, where the president visited back in July. And $13.7 million used to upgrade Grand Canyon Park. But in Los Angeles, an audit by the city controller reveals $111 million in stimulus spending has only created about 55 jobs so far. The audit reveals the city's Department of Public Works has received 70.65 million dollars and created or retained 45 and a half jobs. The city's Department of Transportation has been awarded 40.8 million dollars and created or retained nine jobs. With unemployment in LA at 12 percent, the controller says the city must do a better job of cutting red tape. And the major problem was the delay in getting these dollars out. Uh, that the, the jobs that we want to see created weren't created as quickly as we would like. Uh, and additionally, the other major problem was ensuring that the money was separated. We were using it properly under the federal guidelines. Jobs, 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 and jobs. Let's vote for jobs. Jobs, 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 jobs. Aan het werk kunnen blijven. Dus wij vragen van het kabinet. Werk, werk, werk. Zorg ervoor dat daarin zoveel mogelijk wordt geïnvesteerd. Arbeid, arbeid, arbeid. We got jobs, jobs, jobs everywhere. So what, with 40 million, they got nine jobs. Of it. The whole thing, why don't you just give the public the money? <sighs> it's unbelievable. You know, the sysadmins of the world, it's time to uh, propagate the virus. It's time to let the demon in and, and bring down everything. Come on, sysadmins. Time to get that net mesh network together. What was the name of that damn virus? The, the stuck stuck on you virus. <laughs> stuck on you. That was the name of the virus, man. It's called. Hey, I wanted to go off topic for a second. Stuxnet. Yeah. Go off topic. Off topic. Off topic. I've been harping on this for years and years. I wrote about it in Market Watch. You can check it out. Go look up uh, Dvorak columns and read about Sarbanes Oxley. I have the Home Depot CEO, the guy who no, the guy who founded the Home Depot on uh, one of the one of the, I think CNBC or one of these stations or with Cavuto or somebody. And uh, I want you to listen carefully to what he has to say about growing business in this country, which is stagnant. Ever since the day that, that Sarbanes-Oxley was passed, we have gone into the tank and we we're stuck there. Play. Future, uh, what you to do you, for someone else to do? Neil, I'm going to write a book. I'm really thinking about writing a book. And that's the story of Home Depot in a different kind of context. If we started the Home Depot today in 2010 as opposed to 1978, we could never, ever achieve what we did. You couldn't do it. In 1978, in the early 80s, we didn't have the regulations. We didn't have the trialors, the power of the trialors. It started when Jimmy Carter was president. We didn't have Surbanes-Oxley. Surbanes-Oxley is the killer of all times for companies. Wow. Remember, the Home Depot started, the started because we had four stores. We did $25 million in volume. That was nothing, $25 million. We went public at $25 million with no history, with a very small history, if we could not go public today, we couldn't. Just just the, the accounting fees and the lawyer fees would be two, three million dollars. It's impossible. It's impossible to raise capital. Capital, the capital market is what grew the Home Depot. We were able to go to the capital. We opened four more stores. We went back to the market. We opened four more stores. We kept going back to the market. And as they... and. and so what what uh, what I like about this is um, that uh, Sarbanes Oxley was implemented under Clinton, if I'm not mistaken. 
Nope, Bush. Really? Yep. There's the it was Bush to protect all his accounting company buddies. Oh, right, 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 right. This well, came good. after Enron and the other some other bull crap went good down. Job. MCI. Yeah, good job. Good job. No, it's it's essentially sunk. And nobody wants to do, you're talk about ah Bush, Bush, Bush. And they they always nobody wants to talk about this because you could you can just see it on the charts. Ever since Sarbanes Oxy, there's been no IPOs. You know, one there was one, but there was all huge companies. Oh no, G- G- uh, General Motors. Well, the, General, well, General Motors is such a huge company; they can afford to go public. Right? You can't. But he's talking about like a, you can't bring out a ten million dollar company. You can't go public with a twenty five million dollar company. I was told by uh, one of Tim Draper over at uh, Draper Fisher, um, who's kind of wacky. Who's a wacky guy? But he's not a dummy. No, he, he says they've done the calculations. You can't go you public, can't go public and make it worthwhile company. unless you're doing four hundred and forty four million dollars a year. Well, so they basically killed the market for small companies. Well, so the, the economy's in the tank because of this, and nobody's paying any attention to it except one or two guys. I'm, I'm when I, I, you know, I, I kind of, you know, got excited when this guy brought it up. Which, yeah, because I, I heard the conversation on uh, Twit, I believe, and uh, no one on the panel understood what you were talking about, which was kind of disappointing. And you, were, and they were, in fact, they were mocking you a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, no, they're all ball by. <laughs> You're crazy. And, and and what's even funnier is then they're like, oh, that's another curry thing. It's like you get blamed for my shit when you're actually talking sense. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the irony of life. It's kind of, it's kind of sad. It's funny because I was looking at a company. Um, this is the Aqua Bounty Company. Uh, Aqua Bounty is the company that is producing these genetically modified uh, salmon. Uh, which eat half as much and grow twice as big and are healthy to eat. Uh, yes, and, they, and they went public for $28 million. So how did they do it? They brought, they, their, their, their revenues were $28 million? No, no, they, 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 raised, they, they raised $28 million, which is nothing. Yeah. That's nothing. That's, that's a small, that's a minor, 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 mini, minor IPO. That's a small company. How the hell it's did they do being it? Fr- there's, there's probably a, there's some backstory that we could probably look into that, that instead of having to deal with all the expense of being a public company at a, at a low level of sales. You don't, you don't think like maybe we, they have some backing from their friends? At, uh, yeah, obviously. You want to just he- hear that clip for a second of the of the salmon? <laughs> Or that, yeah. or that bogey. Aqua Bounty Technologies. <laughs> Aqua Bounty. It's a great name. Yeah, and this is a Russia Today clip, which is, screw Russia Today. They're, ju- they're the biggest shills ever. They've got, oh, yeah. like, they don't even list the guy's name. It's like uh, genetically engineered. By the way, it's now GE. It's not GM. It's GE. This is a new thing with interesting change in Ooh, name. Ooh, I didn't catch that. It's nice, right? It's genetically engineered uh, food. And so they so they have one of these shills for Aqua Bounty talking, and his Chiron, his lower third, his title is uh, genetically engineered salmon supporter. <laughs> and then they've got some woman who looks like a crazy freak, and she's against it, and she's genetically engineered salmon opposer. It's like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's the way you do it. You get the weirdest looking ones that take the uh, side that you don't want. All right, listen to the report. You'll you'll hate salmon. This. It's popular with diners the world over, and increasingly, it's in danger of becoming fished to extinction. A company from the American state of Massachusetts says it's turning to science to keep salmon stocks plentiful. Why can't they just say Aqua Bounty? Why is it American company from the state for the state of Massachusetts? 
I hate you, Russia, today, your, your ministry of truth. Namely, by using genetic engineering. You can feed less um, to the fish and can still produce the protein that uh, makes a very healthy product for uh, the population to, to be <laughs> consuming. The process is twofold. First, a gene from another fish is inserted in the salmon to induce it to grow year-round. Then the salmon is given a dose of growth hormone. Yay! The result? Bigger fish, ready for market in half the time. <laughs> half the food, Wait a minute. twice as big. I thought they genetically engineered the fish to be bigger. They know they jolted it with growth hormone, which is which gets into the general public because you eat this crap, you eat the growth hormone, and it screws you up. <laughs> it's good for you, John. Shut up, slave. 17 months instead of 30. <laughs> this is like, the gro imagine your kid being full grown at 10. <laughs> it's like take that parallel for a second. Hey, this month, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration said the GE salmon doesn't pose any reasonable risk to people who eat it. Hey, it's good for you. That's our Food and Drug Administration <laughs> say it's not they a problem. Say. Not a problem. Not a problem. But critics have lined up in hopes of blocking its sale to the public. They had a chance on Monday to tell their side to federal regulators. They haven't done long-term studies on the health effects. They haven't properly looked into the allergic reactions that people may have to this fish. And many other GE foods have caused severe allergic reactions. So, so they, they roll out this crazy-looking witch who only talks about allergic reactions, not about you know, messing up the genetic code of our DNA. And she's got the she's got the glasses on. She's got the stupid hair. Well, she's all, she's got. She might even be an actress because she, she uses the be. term GE. Oh, you're right. right. Off the bat, you're which right. Is like you just pointed out is a new is uh, a new word, moniker. new term. Oh, let's roll that back. Good catch, John. Actions that people may have to this fish and many other GE foods have caused severe allergic. You're right. She's just reading the script. It's even worse than we thought. She's an actress. Reactions. The critics' other fear, that one of these modified fish will escape into the wild and either crowd out or breed with non-modified salmon. The company says escape is unlikely and that its <laughs> fish will be sterile. These fish will not escape. We have, the, we have tracking devices on them. They will not escape. They cannot fuck other fish. This will not happen. The critics have yeah. another fear that a decision to allow salmon sales will lead one day to the sale of genetically engineered beef and pork. And there's nothing in U.S. law requiring those products to be labeled as such. Dude. Already, some consumers say they won't knowingly eat modified foods. That presents another problem for a company that's been working on this for nearly two decades and believes there's big money in big salmon. But we're not going to mention the name of that company because we are Russian to die. However, on No Agenda, we mentioned the name of the company. Rosalind so uh, Jordan, they've been working on it for two decades. So how long did it take them to figure out if you shoot some growth hormone into the fish that it bulks up? <laughs> two decades? It took you that long? <laughs> but more important... By the way, I want to mention a little side story. Yeah. So the Weimaraner dog, which was bred by a German breeder as a super dog... 
best nose, best this, best that. And it was all, you had to buy a license to buy the dog. And they were all, there was no way it was going to get into the wild because it was going to cost this guy a lot of money. So they had all the dogs neutered. And so net, so the dog never could, you know, just be, you had to buy it from the Weimariner company. So, of course, somebody busted into the place and stole a couple of Weimariners and then they bred them and then they're all over the place. That's the end of the story. That's how, how safe this idea is. Oh, don't worry. They're never going to get into the wild. Yeah, that fish can't, salmon can't jump, can they? They can't jump over barriers. <laughs> it's what they do. That's they swim job. upstream. <laughs> Who knows what a big fat one could do? You could probably get 30 feet in the air. These fish are amazing. They, they swim upstream. <laughs> oh, they'll never escape. We've got them contained and confined. They'll never escape, damn it. Anyway, the whole point of this story is not to scare you about genetically engineered products. It's to show you how the media is infiltrated and, and propagating bull crap on you 24 hours a day. You know, at this point, you might as well watch the Kardashians. It's less harmful. <laughs> it really is. It's less harmful than this other crap. There's a lot of that's one of the reasons I'm watching all these shows, though. I'm watching for <laughs> the propaganda. Yep. And by the way, there is some float. I mean, I haven't caught it all yet because it's a new. Apparently, every se- I think every season is almost like the way I write columns. I kind of dream up themes for the year and I try to revisit them on and off again. And uh, this year, I think the theme is going to be based on the only show that's worth a crap that seems to be on network TV in terms of uh, popular and not annoying, which is NCIS. Mm-hmm. And NCIS's theme in the first show right off the bat is the corruption of the Mexican government. Ooh. Nice. Do you think they're corrupt? I I think Mexico is just basically a corrupt state. <laughs> really? You know, in every way. So uh, there were some good memes in Family Guy. I caught a rerun the other day. There's one yeah. of our well, yeah one of our older memes in there. No, no, he ran a good campaign, but the people of America have spoken, and they're saying they want four more years of douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> I love that family guy. Yeah, that's about it. So we have our piece of propaganda. We were going to run on the last show. We might as well run it this time, I think. As an end of show the clip? Drug Survey 2010. What's, ro- what's happening in the world of drugs, Adam? I don't know, what's John. Going on? Let's find out what's happening in the world of drugs with the Drug Survey 2010. Brought to you by No Agenda and by... Monsanto. Dead. For nearly 40 years, the federal government has asked people in every state if and how much they use illegal drugs. Well, this year, the National Survey on Drug Use and Health isn't the worst researchers have seen, but it is worse than last year. CNN's Gene Meserve reports that drug use is up. Illegal drug use is higher than it has been in a decade. According to a new government survey, usage among Americans 12 and over rose from 8% in 2008 to 8.7% in 2009, with an upswing in the use of ecstasy, methamphetamines, and particularly marijuana. Among teenagers, marijuana use jumped from 6.7% in 2008 to 7.3% in 2009, though it is still less than it was in 2002. Young, heavy marijuana users are much more likely to report getting Ds and Fs than As and Bs, are more likely to be in trouble with the law for crimes like theft. The survey shows a change in teens' attitudes towards using marijuana. Marijuana has a very low risk compared to other things, I'd say. Um, Like? Like, well, alcohol, for example. 
The nation's drug czar says fewer teens see marijuana as dangerous because of media coverage of current policy debates. I absolutely cannot rule out that this constant discussion of so-called medical marijuana, marijuana legalization, and the downplaying of marijuana harms that is prevalent in the media. With California voting in November on a ballot measure legalizing marijuana, that debate has picked up tempo. Earlier this week, former heads of the Drug Enforcement Administration urged the Obama administration to take a strong stand against the measure. But supporters of legalized marijuana say the new survey numbers illustrate the failure of current government policy criminalizing marijuana. We need a legal regulated marijuana market. And that will lead to less teen use of marijuana? It has for alcohol. It has as for tobacco. In fact, the rate of teen alcohol and tobacco use stayed essentially the same during the past year. Other trends? The abuse of prescription drugs is up, but the use of cocaine has declined 30% since 2006. Oh, wow. Don, 30% since 2006. Yeah. So in the 80s and 90s, cocaine was a drug. It was raging, especially on Wall Street when people were doing well. So then what's the reason behind the drop in cocaine use? Could it be money, the economy? Well, at this press conference, officials said what they thought the reason was was education, was simply that people had become more aware of the hazards, particularly of crack cocaine, and that was leading more people to stay away from it. Our thanks to CNN's Gene Mazur. <laughs> hey, how come there's no mention of heroin? I found two things in that, uh, that story that w- included that. There was zero. Zero about heroin. Zero mention of heroin. I guess there's no problem. No. And the other thing was they were talking to this this drug czar, this, and he slipped in an interesting little propaganda uh, uh, piece in there. You, you missed it. Yeah, what, I missed it. When they're saying, well, you know, it's one of the problems. There's a lot of publicity over uh, so-called medical marijuana. Oh, I didn't so miss this. Called? So-called? What the hell was that supposed to mean? I want to say something because I've heard a lot of people talking about something, and I don't know a lot about much. But I do know a lot about marijuana. I was a decade-long, 20-hour-a-day smoker of marijuana. Sometimes I get up in the middle of the night and take a hit. Uh, I'm honest. Decade? Or a decade, yeah. More than a decade. Maybe 12 years. And uh, what you hear a lot of people say is, well, you know, marijuana these days, that ain't like what we had in the 60s or 70s. This shit will knock you on that. This is so strong. This is almost a hard drug. Let me tell you something. Bull crap. Bull crap, bull crap, bull crap. It's not. It's just not. It, you got good weed and bad weed, and it's no stronger or less strong. That, that is not scientifically proven. Uh, it's the same process. It's still a weed. Unless it's laced with something, it is just nicer. But it's not like, it's not like a hard drug all of a sudden. And I hear people, this is a meme that is propagated that, that has to be stopped. It is absolutely a falsehood. Well, there's more THC per ounce. So you you know you just smoke less. But wait a minute, but let me go. Let me continue. But but the logic would be that you don't use as much, and so it's probably a better deal. Yeah, it's a much better deal. And by the way, uh, the the more you smoke, the less you need to get high. It's one of those weird things about marijuana. It's like if you smoke a lot, then all of a sudden the effects just don't you know start to not work that well. No matter how strong the stuff is. And then if you only take one toke and leave it, then you get a lot, lot higher from the weed. And this is just, this is just the way it is. I mean, you, you, can take, you can think I'm a crazy guy about a lot of things, but I know my weed, okay? I know my weed. 
and I've been smoking it up until a year and a half ago, and if it got stronger, so be it. You, 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 you can only do so much, but it's not going to drive you nuts like uh, Ambilify. And all this other crap. <laughs> the bad drugs. And so, so quell and all the, what are this shit? That's the bad stuff. Oh, how come they didn't include that in the survey? You were mellower before. Yeah, I was. <laughs> no doubt about that. <laughs> Some say I was more fun to be with. No. Screw them. No? No. Thank you, John. <laughs> You're very welcome. Yes. I'm exhausted from this program. Anyway, we need your support. Please continue to do so at uh, Dvorak.org slash NA or ChannelDvorak.com slash NA. It's what keeps us going and, of course, uh, brings you, uh, what is it, 16 hours of entertainment a month? At least minimum. And, and it is entertainment. It's, it's entertaining and valuable entertainment. Yes. It's 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 infotainment. And let's get some more info on this Stuxnet worm and uh, sysadmins. It's, your time is coming. When they start saying that engineers are terrorists, you know that, that they're afraid of you. So your time has now come. We've got to get the mesh networks together. We've got to get DSpace up and running. Go read the books, everybody. It's Demon and Freedom from uh, David Suarez. And coming to you from Gitmo Nation West in the People's Republic of Southern California in the morning, I am Adam Curry. And from Northern Silicon Valley, where a train is now passing again, I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll talk to you again on Thursday, same time, same Gitmo Nation, right here on No Agenda. Yeah.